Thanks for tuning in. This is another episode of Cathode Raycast, a special episode, because we're doing Emmy's predictions. I'm your host, Bernadette Gorman, and today I have joining me... Rhea Banerjee. I'm new. <laughs> Not new to Story Screen, just no. new to the podcast. Yes. Yes. And? Mike Burge. I'm old. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Little... You, can't, you can't keep me off these things. Point, counterpoint, already. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we're already a little conflicted. <laughs> That'll bode well for the rest of this cast. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are going to discuss the Emmys that are coming up on Sunday. We are not going to discuss all the technical ones that have already been given, although it might come up naturally. But we'll try to stick to the categories at hand and see what you guys think, too. Because once we're done, I'd love to see comments and see if you agree or disagree or what have you. So we're going to get into directing first. Uh, let's do, let's leave comedy and drama for last. So let's do a variety, the variety special in directing. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have. We got our ballots here. Yes. We have Drunk History, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Saturday Night Live, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And to be honest, I used to be a vivacious, uh, Late show watcher. Like, I would watch all of the late shows. Me too. And I've really fallen off the wagon. Yeah. At this point, I'm mostly uh, catching clips on YouTube after the fact. I don't I don't stay up late and watch them anymore. So, um, as a whole, like, I couldn't ever comment on a whole episode. I'll mm-hmm. watch all of John Oliver in one clip. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because that, that seems more conducive to that. But every, everybody else, I kind of am a YouTube peruser. And is this one for a specific episode? Yes. Oh, okay. And so, but I remember this. The Drunk History one is the Hamilton episode, right? Yes. Yeah, that one. You think so? (laughs) I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but uh, the the Drunk History show is like a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that Hamilton episode, instead of doing it between uh, three uh, different people telling three different stories, it's just... um, Lin-Manuel Miranda Mm -hmm. just telling some Hamilton stories, and he gets... Like, adorable drunk. Really? Like, I think Questlove calls him at one point, and they just stop the story, and him and Derek Waters just talk to Questlove over, like, like Skype or something like that for, like, a little bit. Oh. And then Lin-Manuel Miranda's, uh, like, best friend calls him, and he's just like, I love you. If I got a job, you got a job. Like, they, it just gets so, <laughs> he gets adorable. And it's just, and uh, they have Aubrey Plaza, and who's the actress that played um, maybe on... Arrested Development, mm-hmm. they have should they have them play uh, Alexander Hamilton and the other male character, and they have like a black actor play George Washington, okay, and they have like all of these like really fun recurring bits where they're like they're either gender or race swapping characters because like you know who George Washington is, so we don't need to make it some another like white actor or anything like that. And I think it's it kind of speaks to like what Hamilton does as a play and. Sure. It kind of works out. I, I think that's like what are, what are the other ones that are gotcha, and it's May Whitman who played maybe May Whitman right yes right cool. Uh, the other ones, uh, yeah, Jimmy came alive. Which episode in particular? The Red Show. Mm. Okay. Uh, which <laughs> might be about Red Nose Day. It might oh, be okay. That um, probably that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Is that the one where the Stark brother dies? <laughs> Let's say yes. Yeah, probably. Most likely. <laughs> One of them. One of them. Uh, last week tonight with John Oliver, uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and it's 
literally titled episode 0179. Oh, great. <laughs> and then, Good way to dissociate. Yeah. And then the last one, which I think might be the winner only because it's won a few other awards already, is a Saturday Night Live episode with Jimmy Fallon hosting. And they did it live coast to coast. Oh, see, but that's so funny. So like, So Saturday Night Live, I used to be a big fan and then I didn't watch it for 10 years just because I lost interest. And then sure. I picked it up again. Basically because of the election. I think Saturday Night Live is strongest when there's an election cycle, period. Mm -hmm. And there was obviously there's so much content, uh, comedic potential with what was going on in the last 18 months. So I picked it up again. I think they had a really strong season this year. I would not have picked the Jimmy Fallon episode as like a, a, you know, a distinguishing episode of this season. I think there are other much better or much funnier ones. I think the Chris Pine episode was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah. Chris Pine singing in every single sketch, basically, which mm-hmm. was kind of hilarious. I love the RuPaul shout out. Yes. That was great. Yeah. Um, and I think the Melissa McCarthy episode was great. I'm surprised that that's not the one that was nominated, to be honest. Yeah, that's the one that I thought of right off the top of my head. That's the one that got like a bunch of play yeah like everybody was talking about multiple skits multiple performances impersonations yeah. right like i feel like that would have been the one but i guess maybe it's because it, it was the coast to coast thing and that's probably Jimmy it. fallon's like a cool bub with the emmys yeah. You know? yeah and he's he's kind of he's their baby boy he's their baby boy and he's kind of nbc's baby boy too Absolutely. um so yeah i'm, su- I'm surprised about that nomination but um, I mean, I think I think Saturday Night Live has had such a great year in general that just coming off of the momentum of that, it might win. Um, yeah. One of those situations where they're rewarded. They're just rewarded for like their base, right? Exactly, yeah. and then that for uh, yeah. yeah, I'm still I'm still wrapping my head around using that episode as their Ooh. thing. That was a robot. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going uh, so. Yeah, you're doing. I'm. I think Saturday Night Live. Saturday I think Night just Live. based on the whole season as a whole. I well, think that that's did what they get it'll... nominated for? Uh, like uh, they did get nominated would it be like for variety the... special or something like that. They or... did. Mm-hmm. They did. And I mean, well, not to jump ahead of myself, but I think they have potential to win that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's again, this is all kind of gut. I think there's, you know, your point about. Drunk history and Ham. I mean, this is also kind of like I'd the also Hamilton like that era show to win too, you right? Know? Right. It's like, and it's re- the Emmys are so weird, and this is like the first time that I've really like taken a look at the Emmys. I'm a Golden Globes, Oscars yeah. kind of dude, right? MTV Movie Awards, Nickelodeon <laughs> Kids <laughs> Choice. You know, like I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I like the mainstream stuff. Sure. Emmys is very odd because normally it doesn't it doesn't happen at an opportune time for TV scheduling. Like yeah, we're talking about Stranger Things and Westworld, and those shows have been over for almost a year. Same with the the Orange is the New Black season. That's up. For yeah, nomination. and say like Game and of Thrones just ended, and like mm-hmm. all these all these uh, television seasons that just ended, they're not up for grabs this year. They're going next year. Right. So it really is this kind of odd thing where you have to kind of put yourself a year ago. Sure. And be like, oh, that's what was going on. And I think that Drunk History, for what it has done, really deserves like a nice good Emmy Award. And I think for the Hamilton episode, like that's where this country was. Yeah, I was going to say, this is is kind of a Hamilton era in pop culture. So uh, definitely coasting off of that, that would make sense too. So Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, you might have convinced me. 
cool. I, I think that's <laughs> the one that yeah would be fun to see mm-hmm. win. Who do you sure. think? But like, I, I still think this Iron Alive. Yeah, you're probably yeah. But it doesn't mean yeah that I think I wanted to win. I just think I will. So we'll move on to limited series movie or dramatic special. Uh, what we have here is Big Little Lies, mm. Fargo, The Law of Vacant Places, Feud, Betty and Joan, and the winner is the Oscars of 1963, Genius, Einstein Chapter 1, and The Night Of has two up for this, mm-hmm. The Art of War and The Beach. So as far as directing goes, what do you guys think? So this is for directing? Yeah. Um, Fargo. Now, I've seen Fargo in the night of, and I saw an episode of Genius, but I didn't see this one. Okay. Uh, I don't believe. I, I don't recognize the the thing. But the night of the beach, I think that's the first episode. Okay. Of the... Uh, that's the first episode of the series, and that's an amazing episode of TV. It's about an hour and a half long. It's essentially a little mini movie. Just gets the ball rolling. Uh, the directing in it is absolutely phenomenal. So I would probably go with that one, even though I would not be upset if any of these actually won. I was going to say, mm-hmm. um, I'm a big fan of Big Little Lies. So, um, and that's, again, I just remember how much buzz was going on when that when that was running. And I, I tend to think that things that are being talked about constantly tend to have the greatest chance of being... Uh, the winners because I, I, I feel like the Emmy voters are paying attention to what's being said in the media and I often find that even if it's not the best thing it's not necessarily the most deserving thing but I feel mm-hmm. like there's they're often coasting off of what's you know what the mainstream media culture is telling them sure. to think um, you know I, I'll be honest like I always have trouble ascertaining for TV series, like directing wise, how I actually feel because so much of what I feel is like, I'll look at the show as a whole sure. and it's really hard for to me to, yeah, to, to think about isolating it down to one episode is always kind of challenging for me. Um, so that's, so I'm, I'm to, that's all that to say. I'm not necessarily confident in my pick for this category. Gotcha. Yeah, I've seen Big Little Lies, Fargo, and Feud. I haven't seen any of Genius. Feud was or the great. Night of. I really liked I Feud. Loved Feud, and I'm really on the fence with Ryan Murphy. I don't think he's always on, but when he's on, he is on. That's yeah. a great way to explain Ryan Murphy. Actually. It is. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's like I'm a really I'm a really big uh, American Horror Story fan mm-hmm. because when the show is on, you're like, this is great TV. You know, and it's but it's hit or miss, and you never know. Like, and there's always something like every time I start out watching a new se- season of American Horror Story, the first episode I'm like, okay, I get it, and then like the three or four episodes that follow, I'm kind of like, this is not, I don't want to watch this. And then somewhere, somehow, before the last like three, two or three episodes, he hooks me right back in, and I'm like, this is great. I love this so much. Like <laughs> yeah. Hotel, I was so close to dropping it. And then I like something just clicked. I think it's because like I'm totally in love with Wes Bentley, yeah. and I'm not like aware of it, and I'm just like con- becoming more conscious of it, uh, which is probably why I kind of like Interstellar because they bring him yeah. back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, uh, I love I love uh, I haven't seen Feud, but I love Fargo. I recently rewatched all of it, and the yeah. third season, you know, is very good. Yeah. But I think it doesn't hold a candle to the second season's ambition or the first season's uh, charm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I know? love the first season. You know? I really love the first season. I really season. love that yeah. first season. Yeah, the second and season. I think if Fargo's going to get anything, it would probably go to a later category, go to Carrie Coon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I love Feud for this, uh, for this directing, because that episode in The Winner is the Oscars of 1963, has a lot of back hallway walking, mm. and there's a lot of direction where Betty and Joan are basically circling themselves, circling each other right, in this right. theater. Because they've both been nominated, right? Right. Well, yes. Which is what happened here at the Emmys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Joan said she would accept for these other actresses. Mm. So even if she didn't win, she still got to go out on stage and accept an award on someone else's behalf. Scandalous. <laughs> and just seeing the heartbreak between these two women who are fighting each other. And two of the, the still best backstage, actors though. working. Like, oh, the direction, Susan I think, Sarandon, was, I could watch do absolutely anything. I would anything. watch her read oh, the yeah. telephone book. I would re- watch her <laughs> yeah. just sit and read. Yeah, yeah. count matches. Mm-hmm. Just and, whatever, uh, you know. And Jessica Lange <laughs> is just like... I've been in love with her ever since, like, King Kong. You know, ever since I was a little <laughs> kid. Just like, oh my goodness, what the hell? And then she came back in Big Fish. Ooh, yeah. Right yeah. at, like, the most, like, uh, like I was, like, I must have been, like, 16, 18 when Big Fish came out. And it was just, like, right at the time where I was just, like, older women? <laughs> Is a possibility? She's so beautiful. And then she's, like, film. in the tub yeah. and everything and in the red dress and her smile and her everything about it. And who played the younger version of her in that? Ooh. I always say it is somebody. It's someone. Uh, I don't even want to think about it. It's going to kill me. Okay. Uh, just we'll move on. Uh, yeah, I'll, It'll I'll, come I'll, up I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> so yeah, that one's a tough one. I agree. Yeah. To narrow down those series to yeah. just one single episode. But yeah, I think it's going to be Feud, and I hope it's Feud. That's one of those okay. that the two line up for me. Um, so we'll go into comedy now. Mm. We have mm. Atlanta. We have... Silicon Valley, two of them, and Veep, three of them. Hmm. So I don't really watch any of these shows. I know I should be watching these shows. I was watching Uh, Veep for a while, and then I fell off the Veep wagon. Not because of... It's not like the quality of the show went down. It's just... it's a very it's, repetitive, because the little bit that I've watched is Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's, she's an asshole. <laughs> That's like the premise of the show. And she is, what yeah. mannerisms, you can't see it, yeah. but she's just like shrugging and like, but like, you know, like it. But that's like, that's the whole point of the care. And like, I love Julie Louis-Dreyfus. I think mm-hmm. she's amazing. She's been amazing since Seinfeld. She's, anything she does, she's amazing and mm-hmm. she's gorgeous and she's aging well and she's like. My one of my women crushes. I actually just watched yeah. the uh, Cur- Seinfeld Curb Your Enthusiasm. Season oh yeah, because I've been saving a lot of them, and uh, I'm about to break in. I think I just broke into the New York season because I want to get ready for the new one that's coming out. And Julie Louise Dreyfus in that fucking show, she's the best one out of all the people that come back from Seinfeld. She is. She yeah. is like you know like Seinfeld. Seinfeld. The man can make you laugh just by looking at somebody in a weird way. Right. And um. You know, uh, Jason Alexander and who plays Kramer again? Michael, Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Uh, I almost said Michael Roberts because I was mixing him with Eric Roberts, and I was—that's not right. <laughs> they're fine, and they're like—they're—they're no, they're, they're decent Eric enough Roberts. performers. Like, and I—I mean, I mean that in high respect. Jason Alexander is phenomenal, but Dreyfus is the one where whenever she's on screen, she's like. She owns Larry. She's, She's like, you're not yeah. going to fuck with me. Like, yeah. I have known you for 25 years. <laughs> I can tell when you're lying. You don't respect Wood. Right. <laughs> so the thing about Veep is, like, the basic premise of the show is that she's an idiot and she's an asshole. 
and wacky hijinks ensue. Sure. It's really entertaining. Like, it's a lot of fun. It's tightly written. I, I've mm-hmm. never not enjoyed an episode, but it's also not, you know, like, it's not the kind of show where I'm like, oh, I need to go catch up on the season that I have not seen because it's not like a continuing narrative that I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, what happened? It's no. So, but they've been sweeping these awards like for they the last been. three or oh, four yeah. years. She's like, so, uh, she's like the yeah. comedic female Brian Cranston. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like <laughs> that's, it's kind of true though. I thought about what that would look like without <laughs> Julie Louise Dreyfus in my head. Did you see a couple of years ago when she, she won the Emmy for best, uh, best actress in a comedy and like Cranston grabbed her on her way up to the stage and like they were making out for a while. It was like, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. It was because Cranston was on an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple. He was Tim Watley. Yeah. The, the dentist. The dentist who converted to Judaism for the jokes. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Um, Brian, Brian, Brian. Right. So, um, so three for Veep. Gosh. Three for Veep. Okay. Two for Silicon Valley and one for Atlanta. And I'm, I feel like Atlanta. Atlanta so I've only seen it. a handful of Atlanta yeah. episodes, but they're really creative. It's interesting work. Atlanta's right. going to get a lot of action this year. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Globes. It was they swept, swept. it you yeah. know, with a lot of stuff. And that's another thing with the Emmys. It's really weird because the Golden Globes comes out first. And it's one of those things where the Golden Globes seems to, uh, you know, infer what will win an Oscar and what will win an Emmy. Sure. Right. You know, they're the first ones to get there. They're not always correct, especially with the Oscars, because the Oscars actually like to go like, fuck you, we're smarter than you. So we picked this one because right. <laughs> art, you know. Right. Yeah. But uh, I, I feel like Atlanta will probably get it. The, this season of Silicon Valley... Wasn't all that tight, but the episodes that are being discussed in particular are really good ones, mm-hmm. uh, especially um, Server Error. That's I love one of the my ones. judge. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just like, you know, it's, I think, I believe that's the finale and there's moments in that that are like Silicon Valley's whole thing is to just present you with these really likable, lovable or, or love to hate characters mm-hmm. and then just see all their hopes and dreams just be shattered every 20 minutes. And you get like a little bit of a reprieve from that. And in the season finale of this season, they really hit you with something where you're like, this is it. This is the end. There's no way that they can ever bounce back from this. Uh, and it, and it, and it, it punches you in the gut in a really good way. So I would, I would be happy with that. But honestly, I'd like Donald Glover to get the, to get the throw, but yeah. it'll most yeah. likely be a veep. Yeah, I think the odds are against it. I think this yeah. is one of those we want it to be Atlanta, but we know it's going to be veep situations. Yeah. 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 Yeah, directing especially, uh there I watch a lot of television and I feel like a lot of the TV that I watch isn't represented at the Emmys for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like they don't submit it or didn't reach 50% of the viewers in America so it's not eligible. But I think you're the worst for comedy. Oh, last season. Yeah. The direction in that season was so good. I'm like, why isn't it here? Why isn't it represented here? But maybe it just didn't meet all of the requirements for it. But right. I, for for that, I don't know. I just think that Atlanta probably will take it. I wish this category was a little more diverse, to be honest. But sure, yeah, I You can't agree. help that. I mean, it's whatever people put out for acceptance, and this is right. what was put out, so, yeah. Mm. And then lastly, uh, for drama, which is probably, like, the hardiest of mm-hmm. these categories. Give it a uh, <laughs> Better Call Saul, Homeland, Stranger Things, The Crown, two for The Handmaid's Tale, and one for Westworld. And Westworld is the um, 
What's the name of the episode? The the, the bicameral bi- mind. Bicameral. That's the, the season finale. One. Right. Stranger Things. It's the first episode, and and the um, which two handmaids and, which... and it's the open. It's the off of red. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and the bridge. Right. Which the bridge is a. The bridge is is that the one where we follow her husband? The bridge is the one where she is called to the aid oh, for Janice. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Right, 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 right. Janice? Janice. Janice. It's not right. Janice. One <laughs> <laughs> um, Jane. Oh, yeah. Um, and then um, which crown? Which the crown? Hyde Park Corner. Ah, okay. Which I'm only halfway through the crown right now. The crown so is amazing. I've that yet. It the is, crown is amazing. Yeah. Um, I want the crown to win in to this category. Um, it's beautiful. It looks like... What I love about the aesthetic of the show is that it reminds me so much of old BBC costume dramas that you would see on, like, PBS Masterpiece Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Netflix, and it's got, like, you know, the production vi- values are higher, and it's just, like, beautiful art direction, beautiful costume design. Um, I think, you know, Claire Foy looks exactly like Elizabeth, mm-hmm. young Elizabeth. Um, there's just, it's just, it's one of those shows that I think is beautiful to watch as, and in addition to the plot being compelling. Right. So I, I definitely would hope that it would win. Um, Handmaid's Tale just has so much great hype behind it. Hype is a negative word, isn't it? I don't know. I don't want to call it hype. No, you're fine. Okay. All right. It's hype. It's got a, it's popular. Yeah, Just because something popular doesn't demean its quality. Sure, actually, right. it, it it infers uh, a higher quality. It's not right. always correct. Right. Sure. I guess I was thinking hyperbole. So, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> never mind. All good. Put words together. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to be the crown. I have a gut feeling it's going to be one of the two. I think it's got to be Offred if, if if it was either of the two Handmaid's Tales, which is kind of disappointing because. That episode is up for a lot for mm-hmm. Emmys sure. right now, and I think the bridge is a stronger episode. But yeah, you, I don't it's know. hard to but beat. But offered is like the yeah, it's yeah, like the, the table setting, you know, like mm-hmm. in the introduction to the world for people who read the book. You know, it's kind of like a great like okay, here we are. I remember this. I remember this from the book. You know, um, table setting. That's just what I think of it as. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Look, The Handmaid's Tale and The Crown are going to get a lot of love later on down mm-hmm. this list. Sure. Um, do I think that... I, I would love for the Stranger Things or Westworld episode to win this one in the episode. Uh, they're both solid episodes. i probably go with Stranger Things more because that first episode has a lot of great moments. Uh, mm-hmm. And no matter how you feel about the show, even the even people that like really didn't dig the show that much... Most of them have it in them to be able to admit, like, that first episode is kind of a lot of fun. Getting mm-hmm. introduced to these characters and the themes and the tones and what's going on. Um, or not. Right. You don't have to like everything. <laughs> True. Uh, but I'd like for one of them to get it. But I also, at the same time, don't think that either one of those episodes holds a candlestick to either one of the Handmaid's Tale episodes mm-hmm. that are up. Right. So, yeah, I'll be happy pretty much with uh, whoever wins this one. Yeah, this is a good category. Yeah, um, it's, uh, yeah whoever wins, I'll be like... Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Handmaid's Tale Offred, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's my gut feeling. I mean, too. that probably yeah. will be it. But yeah, I'd love to see Jonathan Nolan get something for Westworld. But totally, it's such a mm-hmm. tough totally. year for television. Very yeah. good for these them. <laughs> All right. Well, then, uh, going into writing, then those are the four okay. directing uh, okay. categories up for grabs. So writing is 
similar to the directing category, I feel like you'll see a lot of repeats from certain episodes coming up here, too. Let's start with variety for writing. Okay. Uh, there's Full Frontal with Samantha Bee, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Late Night with Seth Meyers, SNL, mm-hmm. and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And for all of, like, all of these are good. Yeah. Not a single bad one in the bunch. I feel like this is going to be the SNL year, though. Mm. You think so, yeah? Because it's also like, you know, the thing about this was such a strong season for them, and that's it's unusual at this point for SNL to have a strong season. They're hit or miss so much, especially in the last 15, 20 years. Um, they're, you know, like, they've they've not been at their peak for a really long time. But this has been like a... Not a redemption story. That's wrong. It's not like they were failing. But this was such a disproportionately strong season compared to what I have seen in the past. And I feel like they're going to end up getting a lot of love because of that. Um, I would love to see Samantha Bee win because she's amazing. Mm -hmm. I would love to see John Oliver as well. It would be great. Secretly, I want Sam Bee to win this. But I think this is going to be an SNL thing. I think uh, for this one... I don't think it will win, but I'm going to say that this is my vote. The Late Night with Seth Meyers. Uh, He had a bit where he has two female writers of his. One is black and one is a lesbian. And they talk about things. Or no, actually one of them. I think it was a different writer. Oh, anyway, <laughs> they a do great, a bit. That would be a great bit. Yeah. Yeah, they do this it's bit. It's a black woman and a lesbian. They talk talking about Talking about stuff. Well, yeah. a, a bit called Jokes That Seth Can't Tell. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so okay. Seth will set up the joke and then they'll finish the joke and then by the end they're encouraging him they're like oh come on Seth come on you can tell one you can tell one and then he tells one to completion and they're like you can't say that that's right. very uh, that's very weekend update yeah right. which yeah. is yeah, why, yeah, yeah, what I really yeah, yeah. like about Seth Meyers late night take yeah. on it and then there was this other segment where two women were uh, talking about Wonder Woman and the one is just completely going nuts. Like, she's not talking about the same thing that the other one's talking about. And she launches this confetti gun, and it goes in the wrong direction. It goes towards her. And Seth is like, yeah, we've only practiced this, like, ten times in dress rehearsals. <laughs> and she is dying. And the whole thing is just delightful. That sounds, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, and when I you just, get to variety series, this, yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot, like, Samantha B, John Oliver, right. Seth Meyers. Well, and these are, like, such, you know, like, to like the the category is so weird and varied because... Well, because like, it's the writing staff. Exactly, which each yeah. of these people are a part of. And like, but like, uh, uh, mine is going to be John Oliver because that writing staff. When you stick sure, to the end yeah. of that, that is a murderer's row of yeah. SNL alumni, people True. coming from the Daily Show, the Colbert Report. These are motherfuckers that really know political humor, yeah. and that's the biggest thing going on. Yeah, last year and into this year. And See, and that's what makes me think it's going to go to Saturday Night Live. That's and exactly it absolutely that's can. Exactly like, this why. is another one of those things where anybody yeah. could win, and I'd be like. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But I honestly think that John Oliver's deserves it because I think that it's the tightest yeah. of these because sure. it's only half an hour. And every time I watch, I haven't seen a bad episode of that show. I haven't the, either. The, yeah. the topics that they cover are always maybe not what I'm looking for, but they're engaging. They make me laugh. They make me think. I usually look into them a little bit more because mm-hmm. they give you just enough. And it's just, it's funny. Whether yeah. or not it makes you laugh out loud or anything, you can just really feel that these people have a really good way of working together to find something that's funny. Saturday Night Live, when it's on, it's Ryan Murphy. 
But when it's <laughs> off, you're just like, get me the fuck out of right, here. There's right. 45 minutes left of this. Cringe, yeah. cringe, yeah, cringe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which usually yeah. happens around the weekend update mark. Yeah. yeah. You get a weekend always... update, you get a couple of laughs, and then it comes back, and then Keenan Thompson's in every skit, and you're like, Keith okay, <laughs> always falls asleep after weekend update. I think yeah. like, you're saying that. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Nothing against Keenan Thompson, you know. I it's, love Keenan. It's, I know. Why? Uh, all that, Keenan and Kel. I've been a mm-hmm. fan since I was like eight. Right. He's been on Saturday Night Live for 30 years. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I would say John Oliver, totally. Just because I, I, really, mm-hmm. I really love that writing team. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say Seth Meyers. Just because it's brought me the most personal joy, but I think they're all solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. So we'll go into limited series or movie. We have Big Little Lies, the whole thing, because I guess it's all written by one person. Okay. They didn't uh, put forward just one episode. It's just all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Mirror, San Junipero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fargo, The Law of Vacant Places by Noah Hawley. Uh, two feud episodes, The Pilot and and The Winner Is, and The Night Of, mm-hmm. The Call of the Wild. Okay. So this one I'm a little bit further behind. I don't. I don't know what to what to think about this. Yeah, right uh, San Junipero. Um, yeah, yeah. Come on, you guys. So? Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah. think anything yeah. that anything that uh, San Junipero is even remotely nominated for in this should totally take it. I told you guys it was probably my f- one of my favorite things to come out, not just on TV but just in general, in general. as film art last year. Right, really? it is an amazing episode of black mirror in an already like amazing show. And it just, it really shows what black mirror can do instead of just being this kind of morose, bad feeling kind of thing that kind of teaches you something. It can, it can also show how beautiful the show can be and how Mm. it can make you feel a range of emotions. I mean, there's so much they're talking about in the thing. It's just a, and I don't want to give too much away because I really want people to, you need to experience it not knowing what it is because it's the reveals and the slow turns mm-hmm. of the cards that really show how very well made the episode is. I told you guys, like, when I first watched it last year, like, I stood up and applauded in my, yeah. own, in my own house. <laughs> just like, like I, I was with my girlfriend and I kind of scared her because I just meanly jumped up and just started clapping. <laughs> but um, uh, I watched it again last night. Just to really like be like, all right, am I just like remembering a better version of this or is it really that good? And I watched it again last night and it just made me cry, made me laugh, made me, me, it gives you hope in a way that not a lot of things were doing last year. This year we're getting a lot of things that are like Mm -hmm. hope and kind of showing the darkness of things that are going on and and the the horrendous realities that we have. But back last year, we had things like Swiss Army Man and San Junipero, which were things that were trying to heal something that people, that these artists saw coming. And mm-hmm. it works just as well now than, than ever. I mean, you've basically convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like a sentimental part of me that would love to see David E. Kelly win, but that's more because like... I used to watch Chicago Hope with my mom, and I remember Ally McBeal was such a problematic show, but it's like, you know, I have like warm and fuzzies thinking about David E. Kelly, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, I think, I think Mike is right. I think. I'd also yeah. love Noah Hawley. You know, I mm-hmm. think that Charlie Brooker really deserves it for Black Mirror. He's, I mean, he writes almost every episode of the show. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal that he's able to come up with this content. 
Mm-hmm. But Noah Hawley is fucking awesome. Fargo season three is great, and Noah Hawley just made Legion, which we're going to be all over next year in the mm. Emmys. Because I my don't know, goodness. Legion came before this season of Fargo. It aired before Fargo. Did it really? I think Fargo is more recent. The timing oh. of this award show Am I incorrect? is so weird. I Maybe you're right. Maybe today. you're right. Because yeah. Legion is fucking weird. I don't weird. understand why Legion didn't show up. It in is any fucking of this. weird. It's I'm a weird. I'm just confused. Well, it's another thing too. Like every Emmy season. Because I was watching I'm Legion. like, where's the Americans, you fucking idiots? It's like, yeah. they get some acting in yeah. them. I'm like, it's the best show on TV. Like, yeah. hands down. That's it. Drop the, the mic. The it's The best over. show and the most underrated show. It's Nobody's underrated. talking about Nothing it and they should. Nothing makes me feel cooler and pretentiously smart than <laughs> loving the Americans. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, you, you motherfuckers just don't get it. Shma, shma. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what I always have to remind myself with the writing category is that with San Junipero, a lot of what goes into that, because what I'm remembering mm. is there isn't a whole lot of dialogue, but that's kind of the point. It's yeah. what mm. isn't said mm. that is a little and bit I more think... important than what is being said, and it builds up throughout the episode, and the episode just gets better and better, and the ending is phenomenal. Uh, there's a there's a turn in it with the dialogue mm-hmm. where you're hearing these these women talk. And then when you find out what's really going on without giving anything away, you the, the dialogue starts to have a different flair because you understand certain things about the characters that would inform how they would be talking. And all of a sudden they're saying – when they were saying words before, we were like, oh, yeah, because that's how you would talk in the 80s. Now you're like, no, that's how you talk mm, when this, what this is going on. And I noticed it last night and it made me just like – there's like a line to uh, – that just like – Punched me in the face last night when I rewatched it. I think I might know the line. It, the, it has a different ending when you have two players. Is that the one? There is a line like is that. that and there's all those lines, too, that they speckle in there, you know, like with everybody. Um, but it really is... Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much. There's more people that go see it. We'll talk okay. about it off the thing. I think we praised it enough. Yeah. Sure, sure. And I think it's, it's coming back up later on, too, right? I think it is, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, what am I going with here, then? I'll say San Junipero. I'm really not sure if that is going to win, though. I'm I'm out of luck. I'm telling you, man. But it's also like Black Mirror is a huge thing that every that a lot of people watch, and San Junipero was the one that everybody was talking about. Like, oh, wait till you get to that. Mm -hmm. Wait till you see, because I knew people that just watched all the new episodes all at once. I slowly watched them because I want to savor them, Mm -hmm. just like I did with (laughs) the first couple seasons. And when I finally got to that one, which was weird because I thought the Shut Up and Dance episode, which is about uh, masturbating to child porn, I thought (laughs) that's the one that everybody was saying was so good. And I'm watching, I'm like, people are fucking weird. This is like uncomfortable. But then I got to San Junipero and I was like, oh, life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Oh, man. All right. So for comedy, for writing, we have two episodes. From Atlanta, one written by Donald Glover and one written by his brother, Stephen Glover. Uh, We have the Thanksgiving episode from Master of None. Uh, We have uh. Silicon Valley, Success Failure, and two from Veep, one being Georgia and one being Groundbreaking. And I think maybe we all know what we want to win. I think what we... we I think Thanksgiving has this. I think so, too. And that's what I want to win. I haven't seen... Master oh, of None yet. Getting none to of it. it none I swear of it. to God, oh, God, I'm getting to it. Um, but I have heard about the Thanksgiving episode. I've been told by many people that I respect their opinions on movies that I should 
I could just watch the Thanksgiving episode. It's a standalone. You it's could standalone. totally watch it. Yeah. I am a completist. Bernadette knows exactly where I'm coming from. I cannot <laughs> do it. Right, you right, cannot right. just drop me into like episode six of season two of something and expect me to not lose my mind. Like I need to earn the right <laughs> to watch, to that, watch episode. that episode. That's so, how I felt with San Junipero because I just watched that, that one. Me too, actually. But, and, yeah. but that's like perfect too yeah. because they really are so disconnected. There's nothing there. Sure. I guarantee in the Thanksgiving episode not knowing characters' names or understanding the relationship that they have coming before this, even though it's a prequel, has a weight. Mm-hmm. And it's better to enjoy... It's like cereal. It's better with milk. You don't need the milk, <laughs> but the milk's going to make it a lot better. You okay. know, like Master of None is cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. I should host the Emmys. Fair enough. I th- but I, th- I really think... I Master really of think... None is pasta. And yeah. you don't need the sauce. <laughs> no, but it's so much better with... yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but I really, I really strongly believe that Thanksgiving should and will get this. Yeah, from what so I've heard, well. totally. It's, yeah. it's the uh, comedy version of San Junipero. <laughs> it's apparently something that really touched a lot of people, made a lot of sense, opened a lot of people's eyes. It's got a lot of heart behind it. Yeah. Again, this is me just speaking. Like people have kind of. Yeah, no, no, no. But you're ab- you're absolutely right. Like everything you just said is is accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, and it's yeah, it's it's a it's just a great story. Um, and again, I mean, like, I know you're not going to do this, Mike, but you could. I know. You could watch it. Master of None, and- I think I'm going to actually do, uh, I got a really big October coming up, but I think uh, for my Thanksgiving break, which kind of yeah. uh, uh, like ironically makes sense, I think I'm just going to crush it real quick and do it. I've heard great things about the first season. I've heard mixed reviews about the second season, but... The second the season's uneven. I, the things I've yeah. heard, I'm like, I love uneven TV. Yeah. That's what TV's supposed to be. It's, it, they yeah. take chances. Very bingeable. Like, you will get through yeah. both seasons in, like, three days. Yeah, I just finished season two of Deadwood. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving myself a little break there, catching up on some movies, and uh, then I'll watch the third season of Deadwood, be done with that, which I really like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just finished Breaking Bad, too, so I told myself I wouldn't yeah. start Better Call Saul until Christmas. Sure. Okay. Give myself a little break. Would you guys like to come back and talk about Master of None? I would love to. After yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. Do the two seasons in yeah. one episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be awesome. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, lastly, it's uh, drama. Mm-hmm. Better Call Saul, Stranger Things, The Americans, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, and Westworld. A lot of these episodes are the same ones that they received directing Nominations okay. The Americans, just to uh, double check, is the Soviet division. Right? Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. And then, yes. and then the, Handma- crown, the Crown is... is assassins. Is, oh, okay. So not Hyde Park Corner. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Handmaid's Tale, is it offered? Correct. Okay. Yes. Gosh. Uh, I feel like it's going to go to Offred. This yeah. is similar to my other thing. I, I feel like it's going to go to Handmaid's Tale, but I want it to go to the Crown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, The Americans <laughs> is the show that, number one show that I'm not watching that I should be. And I get That's this. what, yeah. That's <laughs> what people tell me, yeah. I love Stranger Things, but I don't necessarily think writing is its strongest suit. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. So I think it's odd that it's in here. I think uh, you know, and I'm going to tell you too, there, I also, I, I am going to get some shit for this. Whether or not here or just from people listening. But I, as ter- in, as far as writing goes... I am putting in this category uh, Stranger Things and The Handmaid's Tale in kind of the same category where the writing isn't exactly 
the best part about it. Yeah. It's how the writing, the directing, the performances, the set design, and everything with both these shows, how they all work together. The and aesthetic. They create two completely different yeah. things. Right. But it's the overall aesthetic yeah. you feel and the world you enter as yeah. you're watching. I do think yeah. that without Elizabeth Moss, the boss. Yes. Uh, <laughs> delivering these lines or Alexis Bledel. The boss. And she won. Uh, she won guest, guest actress. actress. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So it's like, yeah. I think without these like great performers, um, you know, uh, Teen Heartthrob, Joe Fines, <laughs> uh, I don't think the show would have been as strong as it is. And that's because I don't think that the writing is as intense. Do I think it deserves to win uh, in this category? deserves yes but i really think the americans could win because i'm biased as all hell and i think it's the best thing that's on tv and the writing is very much if you had to pick what's the best part about that show it's the writing it's the writing the so, writing I mean, you know, the pacing everything is just and what you just said about stranger things and handmaid's tale is also applicable to the crown a lot of what's amazing about the crown is the feeling and the aesthetic and the art direction. I keep going back to art direction. I love art direction. Um, I know Westworld as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah I, yeah, I don't know if The Crown is really, like, groundbreaking dramatic writing or anything. But, but it, The Crown really could be the big upsetter. Oh, for sure. Thing. Like I really feel like that's one that's just going to creep in there and take, like, one or two awards that everybody thought was, like, oh, that's definitely going to go to Stranger Things or, oh, that's definitely going to go to... The Handmaid's Tale and the crown will just like, just kind of come yeah. in and just pop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with, it's unfortunate because that does typically happen with awards shows. One will just be steamrolling and mm-hmm. it'll pick up wins and categories that it doesn't necessarily deserve that win for. I felt that way about Modern uh, Family for years oh, and absolutely. years and years. I'm so glad that we have like dug our way out of that hole. Yeah. I think the Modern Family thing is over. Yeah. I don't hate the show, but I just don't think it deserved all of that. No. It was like, it was, I I remember like if it was on, I would watch it and be like, oh, okay, this is entertaining. Mm-hmm. It was like adequate. Right. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. It didn't, it didn't feel, you know, right. definitely not deserving of like best comedy six years in a row or whatever that was. That was yeah, kind right. of absurd. So. So yeah, for this category, I think uh, as far as writing goes. I'm going to go with either Better Call Saul or The Americans just because I know that the other I do four, hear Better Call Saul is very, very fucking well written. I'm yeah. sure, because so, Breaking Bad is... It's yeah, it's the yeah. same, it's the same yeah, yeah, team, exactly. basically. So it's like, yeah. absolutely, you know, and I'm really looking forward to Better Call Saul, which I think I like more than Breaking Bad because... I haven't seen it yet either. I think Bob Odenkirk is just like a natural... You just, you want to be on his side. And yeah. who's the actor who plays Mike? Yeah, he is so good. Oh, Jonathan oh, yeah. something. Banks. Jonathan, Banks. Jonathan Banks. Yeah, yeah. Who's got just like that guy looks like he should have like, like a like a mysterious name, right? You know, yeah, he just looks like he should be somebody yeah. like is like oh he comes from like this little island that nobody knew existed, right? And, his name uh, is, and all of a sudden he's here and his name is like is John. Mist- oh, no. yeah, Mist- <laughs> Mistafu, Mistafu right. Naragua, and he's just like he's John like, no, Banks. John. Nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go with Better Call Saul just from that. <laughs> I think that I mean that's I think that's a safe choice. Yeah. I don't like you know. It's hard for that category. Too. It is yeah. Again, cool. really good nominations pretty much across the board and all this stuff. Yeah, really this is cool. a this is a good year. It's for, just the ones where know. I get like I get uh, protective mm-hmm. of my mm-hmm. Americans because I know they only got one more <laughs> season to go. 
And they really, especially in this episode, the Soviet division is the season finale of this. It's their last season finale before, series. before the course, series yeah. finale. And it uh, has taken our main characters to points that are just so rewarding and devastating and sad. And I'm going to miss this show so much when it's gone. I love the breaks in between. It's the one show where like, I'm like, good, I don't want to watch another episode of this for a year. I want to come back mm-hmm. and see how they're doing. And the great thing about the show is they mix up every now and then um, coming back to a season. You know, they, they sometimes they'll skip ahead a little bit or sometimes they pick literally right up at the end of the scene. They mm-hmm. do that with episodes as well. Sometimes in the middle of the season, you skip ahead months mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And that just like really shows how devoted they are to like fine tuning the exact pacing that they need for the story that they're telling and that's that's why writing is just yeah. like that's the best part of the show is the writing. Mm-hmm. Cool, that's a very solid plea for their win mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, that's the one that's that's the one that I'll be watching the Emmys on Sunday for. Yeah, yeah, cool, very cool. All right, well, we'll uh, head to series here and then wrap up this half of the podcast. Cool. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and go with some of the lesser known ones that we haven't really talked about yet. Uh, Variety Sketch series. Mm-hmm. Okay. The ones that are up for grabs are Billy on the Street, Documentary Now, Drunk History, Portlandia, SNL, and Tracy Ullman's show. Give it to SNL. SNL. I was going to say, yeah. I was a, to continue on a theme, I think this right. is I think this is going to be SNL's year. Documentary Now deserves it. I would love to see Documentary yeah. Now deserves now. it there. It, that's, the most, but, that's the most artistic of yeah. all of these. Mm-hmm. And because like... They're just, it's just genius. I think I was talking about Bill Hader and how genius he was the other day. And it sounded like, it sounded like I wanted to kill him. (laughs) I was just, I was, uh, he can do anything. He can do anything. Uh, I absolutely think Documentary Now deserves it. Uh, Will they get it? Fuck no. No. So give it to SNL. Yeah, Yeah, I think SNL will take it too. Uh, For Variety Talk series, we have Full Frontal with Samantha Bee, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Real Time with Bill Maher, The Late Late Show with James Corden, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. John Oliver. Oh, uh, Bill Maher. He's a mm. uh, yeah. He's a bad guy. Now he is. <laughs> he's a now bad he person. Is. Yeah. Oh, so he yeah. shouldn't get it. Okay. No. Gotcha. Okay. He won't he either. Won't. He's not. He's not the kind of guy who wins. I guess with Bill Maher awards. though being a bad person, I should, <laughs> I should probably count like Stephen Colbert as a bad person. Even though he's a great guy, like he's amazing, but he's like very mean. He is very mean. <laughs> He's just, uh, he's being mean to the people that I want people to be mean to. That's all Bill right. Maher's doing. He's being mean to those lol liberal trolls. Ooh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which did you guys hear about the James Woods thing that happened? Oh, the- yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Army yeah. Hammer coming in. Yep. And Amber Tamblin being like, oh, oh by right. the way. Oh, and she just came right in too. Yeah. She was like, yo, you skeeved me out. Like, well, that's the bad side of Twitter. Yeah. Which is a good side of it's Twitter. Good, right, where it's coming right, out right, where it's right. like, you cannot act like an asshole. James Woods. Her open letter to him is so well written. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Go check it out if you have not checked it out already. I haven't seen the open letter, but I, saw, I, mean, I mean, the one tweet was savage. Army yeah. Hammer, too, <laughs> just being like... And then somebody said something, I, I, I want to say maybe it was Army Hammer that talked about what... Because uh, it's all, all over the movie, um, Call Me By Your Name. Right. Which we talked about in our coming attractions episodes. Because we're on top of this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, which looks like an amazing movie. Super happy about it. Hopefully now from this show of just like complete immaturity and disdain, uh, the movie gets a little bit more traffic and can be uh, seen by a wider audience. So it gets 
more reception. Absolutely. Because it looks absolutely great. Um, it's just really funny that all of this came from, like, the dude who was the voice of Hades and Hercules. I know. You're just like, James. <laughs> kind of a bummer. James. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> James. Or just like, Look, you're, your, you're a, a lot of fight. fun, man. Love you in casino, bro. Like, you're, you're, you're cool, man. But, like, don't call people liberals. You sound like an idiot. And don't yeah, deny something it. that happened. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, sorry, I used to be that way. Maybe I still am. I need to stop. Yeah. Thanks I like to always like the first one's illegal because it's like a 17 year old and the 26 year old as opposed to a 19 year old and the 60 year old. It's like, oh, so the law is the only thing that's at play here. That's right. what stopped you. Right. right. You had to wait. Come on. Oh. You're just showing your hands. James Woods. <laughs> uh, but with that said, definitely not Bill Maher. Definitely not no. Bill Maher. I, uh, Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, Jimmy, any of these actually I go with. Uh, I love James Corden. I think he's like super charming. Uh, yes. He's yeah. probably the one that I watch the least out of all of these. Mm-hmm. He's the one that I catch the most in YouTube clips. YouTube clips, yeah, yeah. exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, like I'll watch a whole episode of Samantha B. Yeah. I'll watch, you know, uh, Jimmy Kimmel interviews, his opening monologue. It's my morning ritual to Jimmy watch Kimmel Stephen Colbert's great, opening monologues. Jimmy Kimmel is a great interviewer. He yes, really yes. is. Because he lets, He's probably yeah. the best out of all the late shows that are on right now. Jimmy Kimmel, I think, is the one that really allows to open up. He's like the anti-Jimmy Fallon. Right. right. Who's yeah. just like terrible at interviews? Yeah, because but he's, it's like totally fun and funny and whatever, and people love him. Jimmy Fallon just like doesn't have that thing that Jimmy Kimmel has, where he just like he can really get people to say what they. And then he lets them tell the story. Yeah. Like he won't interject and be like, you know, he he won't, you know, he'll if there's a complete story, he'll be like, all right, keep going, keep going, and you can get like a full, like anecdote that's not punctuated with like jimmy fallon just like giggles yeah he just giggles a lot it's a lot like um john stewart on the old daily show how he used to just like let these guests just talk talk yeah and every now and then you just hear him go like right mm-hmm. mm. that's great yeah and he's just like because <laughs> like you know he he talks for the rest of the show so right. he really gets this right. kind of moment to take a break and also allow this to like be the interview that it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think you're right on that. Jimmy Kimmel probably is the best one out of all these guys to do interviews. I'm surprised John Oliver hasn't really done yeah. that many interviews yet on their thing. I wonder if right. they're saving that. I don't know. Maybe. Start making that a special thing and it's like, we're going to talk to Obama. <laughs> we're like, hey, Barack. <laughs> I miss you, man. <laughs> See, I continually want to like James Corden more. In the role that he has, because I've been watching him since, like, Gavin and Stacey, and he was on some episodes of Doctor Who, and I feel like with his talk show, he's, like, wearing, like, a James Corden mask. Like, he's kind of, like, stepped into these pants of this other type of entertainer, and I don't find it as delightful as I had hoped, and plus, I was a Late Late Show fan for ages because of Craig Ferguson. Of course. And so, that's left a gaping hole for me. Yeah. Um, so I think with this category, <laughs> you can take that. For no, 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 absolutely, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think this category is between Samantha B and John Oliver. Yeah. And I'd be happy with either one. Happy with either one. Yeah. I'd say John Oliver. Yeah. Too. I would. Just, yeah. yeah. I like the show. It's the one show where every Monday I'm like, mm-hmm. "Was that on? No, it wasn't. Fuck." <laughs> and, then, and then you wait, and we yeah. actually had a really surprising one where um, Diana asked me. Uh, I'm like, wasn't there a John Oliver last night? And I was like, no, I don't think he's coming back to like the 17th, I think. 
And she was like, fuck. And I was like, fuck. And we went to the TV and we're like, well, what are we going to fucking watch? And then we were like, wait, why don't we just check? And we checked and it was there. And we were like, hey, get out the popcorn. <laughs> it's always good to just like yeah. throw 30 minutes at that. Yeah. That's a great story. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to reality competition program. Um, American Ninja Warrior, Project Runway, RuPaul's Drag Race, The Amazing Race. The Voice, and Top Chef. This is a category where, like, The Amazing Race has been sweeping it for a long time. For years. Is that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's still on TV, first of all. It's been right. on TV for, That's like, 300 years. Yeah, I know. Work. They'll just keep doing it because they're like, we yeah. do whatever we want. Yeah. Um, I'm really partial to Top Chef. But I also yeah. did not watch the last season of Top Chef, so that's really just me having an affectionate I, love for I, that show. I don't in really general. watch Top Chef like on a season by season thing. I'll just mm-hmm. like go on Hulu and binge it for a little bit yeah. and like, walk away once I'm sick of it. Yeah. But Top Chef is the only one on here where I can even see myself like watching several episodes because because I'm interested yeah. in cooking. You know, like yeah. I'm Top not Chef really is interested like... in how strong people are or no. how uh, <laughs> fast people. Can get to somewhere. Uh, I'm not really interested in clothes. Right. Uh, drag. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Lots of fun. Can't see myself watching more than three episodes. Right. And yeah, I, I like cooking. So come on. All right. Well, see, for me, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, I have seen all of it. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And I love that show. I think it, it would be cool if it won. Show. I would love it if it won. That's because the one it I seems like an underdog. Yeah. Yeah. But I think The Amazing Race will take it again. Because I just... That's how I judge this category now. Mm-hmm. This is the amazing race category. <laughs> and it will always win. Right. Uh, it's the modern family of reality TV. Couldn't have said That's, it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for limited series, we have Big Little Lies, Fargo, Feud, Genius. Oh, these are the, the big ones of. now. Mm. I'm sorry. What, what were they? I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. Fargo, Feud, Genius, and The Night Of. Night of. Yeah. As much as I want Feud, like I really loved Feud, I think The Night of is going to win too. Night of is just, it's just a really solid story. Uh, and um, I hear Big Little Lies is great. I haven't been able to check it out yet. It's on it's my good. list as well. It's I think really I might good. do that actually before I pop over to uh, my next my next thing. Because that's only like eight episodes. Eight right? episodes, yeah. Six? Eight. Oh, it's eight? eight. Oh, I was eight. about to say eight. like so. six. No, oh, no, no, no. Eight. Gobble that up. <laughs> we'll watch it tonight. Um, yeah, no, and it's, it's very, it's very watchable, great mm-hmm. performances. It's like, I mean, I would be happy if it won. I think the night of is pretty much a shoe in though. I it's think one that's of those the ones too that where it's, the most sense. It, yeah. it, it, it's, it's timely. Yes. You know, like when Moonlight won at the Oscars, it wasn't just because it was the best film that made us so happy. It's like, it's the movie that really deserved to win for the time to like mm-hmm. send a message and say something. And the night of really deals with these kind of casual things that people don't realize that they're doing, mm-hmm. um, whether it's racism, sexism, prejudices, and it's, you know, and you've got two performances. I mean, you got tons of great performances in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly the two from Riz Ahmed and John Turturro, a newcomer, hot on the scene and one of like Hollywood's go-tos for character actors. Mm-hmm. And both of them are nominated this year. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's only, I think it's only six episodes. Oh, okay. All right. It's very short yeah. and it's got one of the best like pilots, if you want to call it that, best chapter ones. Uh, I think it blows away even how good Fargo season three is. 
Mm-hmm. I think it just blows it away. And oh. that's the one that I'd really like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. I think we all agree. I think so. Yeah. So for television movie, I think this will be a shoe in for us. <laughs> there is uh, Dolly Parton's Christmas of Many Colors. <laughs> that's Circle the one. Love. That's it. That's it's it. Dolly Parton. Um, Sherlock, The Lying Detective. The Immortal Life of Henrietta Wax, The Wizard of Lies, and Black Mirror, San Junipero. So I think it's so <laughs> weird that San Junipero was nominated in this category. Mm-hmm. And you that's really because of what I was talking about. How they're this hit people. Standalone. Yeah. Oh, this right, right. hit people. Yeah. And people are like, that motherfucker right there. Which is why when I asked you guys, like, definitely make sure you check that out because I'd love mm-hmm. to be able to talk to you about it, whether on the podcast or not. Sure. Um, I said an hour and a half. It's only an hour. It's only an hour. Because I was I'm saying, surprised. like, it, Catch the Night of or San Junipero. I remember the night of is an hour and a half about. And I could have sworn that San Junipero was a little longer. And I think it is a little longer than most episodes. I think most episodes cut off around 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit longer. Sure. But you, and that's another thing, too. That's an hour of TV that you don't feel any of that length. Mm-hmm. I it's it was like 10 over minutes. like yeah. that. And you're just like, no. <laughs> but I want to see you again. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is the one, though, too, where, you know, who here watches Sherlock? Not anymore. I'm behind on this past season. Yeah. So Losers. I know. I know. I got it. I mean, it's. Yeah, I want to catch up. I this last well. season of Sherlock was... Uh, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa there, buddies. No, I, I, I really do like the show Sherlock. It's a lot of fun. Sherlock's one of my favorite fictional characters. Lying Detective mm-hmm. is... Uh, Really cool episode. Probably one of the best of the series. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Doesn't hold a candle. Sorry, right? guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. when you, when you, when it, when it happens, it happens. Right. Yeah. yeah right. It's, uh, you came out on the wrong year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. For drama, we have Better Call Saul, House of Cards, Stranger Things, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, This Is Us, and Westworld. I'm really afraid This Is Us is going to win. I hope it doesn't because it doesn't deserve it. it doesn't. I like it. It doesn't. It does. I, I, I do too, but I, I d- it, it does not. But I'm. But I'm. It's not as, it's good, not as, as good as the others. No. But I'm afraid that this is one of those things where like there's all this forward momentum with the press behind it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just, like, I like the show. I'm ambivalent about things about it. I wrote on Facebook one day one sentence about how I was ambivalent about This Is Us, mm-hmm. and I got, like, angry emails uh-huh. from people. Oh, yeah. Jeez. You know, like, so there's, like, This Is a f- this is Us is a phenomenon. Yeah. For, it's one for, of those, you like, know. brainwash shows. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah. what's going on here? Why does everybody care about this so much? Yeah. Like, yeah. I love 80s horror nostalgia, but I'm not, like... <laughs> I'm not like like punching people in the face over Stranger yeah, Things. You're not it's like, like I'm now. gonna I'm not gonna be friends with you on Facebook anymore because you don't like this show. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's what's it's, it about? People like fucking people that they're not supposed to. This is well, awesome. no. Like, it's a, it's about a it's about a big family. Mm-hmm. It's uh-huh. like Parenthood, like yes. part two. It's it's about a big family and people are like and cheating like, on it. No. no, there's no cheating. Okay, so I'm no, completely it's like, misreading this. I no, thought no, it was no. like this whole. Oh Jesus Christ! Did I was I thinking about uh, that HBO show? What's that thing? The affair or whatever. Oh, it is yeah. No, no, no. That's this, exactly yeah. what I yeah. think. No, the people look the same. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's they yeah. all look like the dude from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> no, this is us. Is like big family. 
it's like two, like they're telling a story that's like in flashback and then a story that's happening now. Like when they were kids. And when they were kids and when they're adults. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're triplets. Two of them are, well, I mean, and one of them is adopted and he's black. And so there's all sorts of like interesting, you know, like. This has got. Yeah. This has got everything going for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say that pilot episode of The pilot's great. Yeah. So good. Really? Yeah. I love myself a good pilot. Has such a beautiful, like, twist. That yeah. you don't even see coming. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, it's got me. Do they yeah. have a uh like little is that is that the one with the little girl with the buzzed hair and she can control things with her mind? <laughs> no. And she eats egos? No. So then that's not. not the one that I want no, to No, that's not the one. No. No. It's not. No. I wish egos were in all of these. <laughs> so that Stranger Things wouldn't have to win. Right. You know? This Is Us has uh, Mandy Moore and old age makeup. Mm-hmm. Really bad old age makeup. Mm-hmm. Bad? Like, does that, not like it does, it does not convincing. Oh, it's sorry, like they Mandy. gave her a terrible wig well, and glasses. I think the wig is the, what really kills her Yeah, the me. wig is bad. Yeah. And then they give her glasses because old people wear, wear glasses. glasses. They wear glasses? Yeah, because yeah. their eyes are not good anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Of course. Right. Yes. We've been um, old people for ages. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's uh, another great thing about San Junipero. When they, <laughs> when they age the actress, when they age the characters, they don't just like throw makeup on these young actors. Right. They like, it's new actresses <laughs> and it's, they, they're people. That's what they would grow into. Right. I also hear her voice. Oh she's yeah. She's, she's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, that's the old version of Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. No. Oh, let me guess. Is it something us. like. What? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. What? She is not like a strong what? enough actor to pull for, off, right? And 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 there's some really very talented actors on this show. So there's like, yeah, mm. yeah. I had to think about Who that. Was the for guy a while. that we lost in that? Oh, he was a dream. Who? The guy. Uh, the guy. The guy in A Walk to Remember. He didn't pass away. No, no, he's, oh, okay. he's, he's just not allowed he's movies. Not allowed. Oh, yeah. I see, I see. Was it Chad Michael Murray? No, it no. was just like that. Yeah. He, he played like uh, Tom Sawyer face. in yeah. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The oh, movie that, that was guy. like able to kill Sean Connery's career. <laughs> so like he didn't stand a chance. His name's like Stephen Wolf. <laughs> Scott Wolf. No, Scott Wolf's a totally different person. So yeah. acting, actors' names to come up with during the second half of this podcast: mm-hmm. the younger version of Jessica Lange in Big Fish, <laughs> right? And the guy from Walk to Remember. Walk to Let's remember. see if we can figure it out, listeners. <laughs> uh, oh, I hate that I can't remember the guy from Walk to Remember. That's... <laughs> did we? But did we decide what's going to win this? Have uh, we? Have uh, we resigned I, I, I ourselves? Want, I want to Handmaid's Tale, but I think you're right that This Is Us has got this shit. I want I think the. I Handmaid's want the crown. Is going to win. I do. Yeah, I do. I hope it does. It has enough buzz. I, I will, hope if, This Is Us yeah. doesn't win. Right? Yeah. I like I'll be it. I'll be slightly disgusted if This Is Us wins. Right. I might get up and I mean, leave. Handmaid's Tale is nominated for enough <laughs> no, stuff throughout. Like the last award of the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I'm done. I'm not going to watch the credits, guys. I'm just, I have to go be disgusted with This Is Us right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And to wrap up this first half of this podcast in comedy series, we have Atlanta, Blackish, Master of None, Modern Family. Silicon Valley, <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Veep. Okay. Not Modern Family, because that's mm-hmm. finally, that cycle has finally been broken. I think we all know who's going to win this one. It's going to be Veep? I think, I think no, I, I think it's going to be Atlanta. 
Yeah. I really yeah. Mean, they swept the Golden Globes, man. Like, going oh, crazy. that's you know, that's a fair point. Yeah. And like, they're already Donald Glover's up for writing, directing, best series, best acting, because he did all these things on it. And mm-hmm. I really think that, you know, how many times his name is in the credits sure. are going to infer the Emmys and how they do it. I really yeah. think that that's going to win. I hear Blackish had a great they did. season. They did have a great uh, season. Master of None. This, again, is one of those things where, like, sorry, Aziz. Wrong time. Yeah. If Atlanta wasn't on this list and Blackish didn't have such a yeah, strong see, this, season, this is, he'd probably be a shoe in. He not for this, not for season two. Mm-hmm. Not oh, for really? season two. Okay. See, yeah. Some you're people right. loved season two, and some people are like lukewarm, and I'm like in, in the middle. I like season yeah. one better. I thought season one was a stronger season. Yeah. Season two. Season two has some great stuff, but there's. Let's some... not let's not spoil it yet. But there, right. there's there's some plot lines that they get bogged down in that I think are not constructive. That's mm. all I'll say because you haven't seen it yet, Mike. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> the bottle episodes. Are the bottle great. episodes are fantastic. Everything else yeah. is not nearly. Mm. Yeah. So hopefully Atlanta. I'm I'm hoping. That'd I mean, be great. yeah. Out of, out show, out of the but... ones that I've seen here that I think deserves it, like uh, I've heard Veep is still just kind of chugging along. Right. And uh, Veep great is... performances. Funny jokes. Veep has been sweeping this category at least the last two years. Yes. So it'd be nice to get to to break it up a bit. Atlanta is so creative and so interesting. And so like it's absolutely deserving of this award. So I hope I hope the Golden Globes are a good predictor of this category for sure. I hope so, too. Well, thank you, guys. We'll be right back with the heavy hitters, the acting category. But we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Story Screen Presents Cathoid Raycast. Uh, just want to pop in here real quick. If you really like us talking about a bunch of nominations for an award show that we've only seen half of the stuff, you should check out our very first episode of Story Screen Presents ever. Uh, or no, it wasn't our first one, actually. Our so. first one was Best 2016, and shortly thereafter, we did an Oscars one. Uh, but actually, they, re- they work really well as a two-parter, because we kind of talk, discuss great movies in 2016. And then in the Oscars, after the nominations came out, we really kind of discussed who we would like to see win, who we think will win, and there was some great twists and turns in there, because, I mean, 2016 was just a phenomenal year for film, La La Land... Just shut up. It's a good movie. Moonlight. We all know it's a good movie. Swiss Army Man. Green Room. You could go, go on and on and on with these great flicks. Uh, so definitely run back and check out the Oscars episode. Check out our top uh, 2016 episode. Bernadette and myself are also on that uh, alongside uh, Jack and Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you can find all of these on Story Screen Presents on any podcast. Uh, you can find them on iTunes, uh, pretty much anywhere where you can listen to podcasts, SoundCloud as well. And remember to visit StoryScreenBeacon.com for great articles and reviews. All right, let's get back to it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning back in. We are in the second half now of our 2017 Emmys Prediction Podcast. And we're going to jump right into acting, the hefty category, with the most categories. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is like double the amount we just talked about. Right. Is it really? Yeah. It looks like it's just like... 
It looks so small and meager, but... It looks like it's just like ten quick guys. There's a lot of half. There are twelve. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two more than ten. <laughs> Let's knock them out. All right. So we're going to stick to limited series or movie first. Uh, for supporting actor, we have Alexander Skarsgård for Big Little Lies. We have Stanley Tucci and Alfred Molina, both for Feud. We have Michael Kenneth Williams and Bill Camp for The Night Of. And then we have David Thewlis for Fargo. This is a pretty, rough one. Yeah, pretty I hefty category. I think Sarsgaard. Uh, I saw a clip of Skarsgård grabbing Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. and it made me, like... Cringe? Like, no, like, yeah. stand up to, like, protect Nicole. Yeah. Like, not my Nicole! <laughs> like, it, it was, that was pretty good. I think, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a good category, but... It's a really good category. Um, I think, I think, yeah. What a murderous <laughs> row of actors, too, right here. Stanley right? Tucci, I love Stanley him. Stanley Tucci, David Thewlis mm. is amazing in Fargo. Yeah. Alfred Molina is just a treat. Yes. Yeah. I honestly, I'm, I want to say Bill Camp in this mm-hmm. because I really do like his performance in The Night Of. He's just mm-hmm. a really good, like, um, like post-noir, like post-post-noir uh, kind of gumshoe detective uh, cop. And he, he plays it really well. There's a lot of restraint. But Michael Kenneth Williams also does a great job, which Michael Kenneth Williams has that thing that he can do, and he pretty much does it in just about everything he's in, but it works with everything, regardless of lack of variety. It always just seems various. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is another one where I'm like, up in the air. I wouldn't be upset to see any anybody. of these people yeah. win this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, listeners, if you could see us, anytime anyone is speaking, we're all nodding in agreement. Yes. <laughs> mm, and yes. then we choose mm. another person. That's how strong these categories are. Yeah. It's like it was just a strong year for TV. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. 2016 was just crazy all around for film. And film and TV, it, it yeah, it was nuts. a good year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because I'm torn between Alfred Molina and David Thewlis. And really in my heart, I wanted to go to David Thewlis. He is so gross. And despicable, yeah, and yeah. creepy and mysterious. David Thewlis is... in Wonder Woman. <laughs> the opposite of that, yeah, right? <laughs> Although he looked very similar, to be honest. Yeah, between did. the two. Yeah, David Thewlis' uh, performance in that is really good. That's another great thing about Fargo. Is like you know the big bads in each season. Billy Bob Thornton mm-hmm. in that in the first one. Uh, second season, I guess you would pretty much throw that at yeah, uh, what's his face. Um, the uh, the Indian, oh, the Native see, American. I don't. Think no. he, Sorry. He was Sorry. The villain he was he was kind of the villain, but He's, to me, I was always pulling for him. So I don't know. You're pulling, for, yeah, a little yeah. bit. He's I mean, horrendous. He but... is horrendous, and I guess maybe the villain then would just kind of be thrown to. Uh, oh, what's the guy? The guy from that, Burn Notice. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Who's just like so good. Yes. In that, uh, yeah, like the head of the family and everything. Yeah, the second one's that's why it's, it's again, it's ambitious. The cast in that season is out of control. But then David Thewlis is a really good one for the third season, which very well might be the last season. So he might be like yeah. the last bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's great with the with the rotting teeth and the metal toothpick. And, yeah. <laughs> that's what I love about Noah Hawley is he knows when to say when. He's yeah, just like, I don't that's, know that ideas, is his best. So yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to do it anymore. If I come up with something, I'll come back. I think that's great. That's like that's what I always like about the way the British approach TV production. Yeah, they go out on a high note. They don't overstay their welcome. They're like, all right, we've told our story in three seasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
the British don't overstay their welcome. A lesson that they learned. They learned that's that a, lesson that's over many, many, many years. Oh, man. Like, yeah, I'd love Bill Camp, but again, anybody on here. Anybody. I mean, even my little scars, you know, he's... Yeah. Uh, I loved him in uh, Diary of a Teenage Girl. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's a treat to see, and I hope the best for him. His brother just killed it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm so excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a tough category. Yeah. Let's see. For supporting actress, I feel like it's also tough, but not as tough. Uh, we have Regina King for American Crime. Laura Dern and Shailene Woodley for Big Little Lies. We have Judy Davis and Jackie Hoffman for Feud. And we have Michelle Pfeiffer for The Wizard of Lies. I really just have a personal beef with Shailene Woodley. Oh, really? I just find her irritating. She was like a guest judge on Top Chef Masters once. Mm-hmm. And it was like, she just, first of all, I have no idea what business she has showing up on a cooking show as a judge. So I was already annoyed. And then right. she was like, yeah, I forage with my friends and we make pancakes out of acorns that we find in the trees. And I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> That's not, no, I don't. No, you don't. <laughs> when somebody says something to you where you're just like, you just want me to think that. Yeah. No, she Why do you care yeah. so much about what I think? And so, like, I just, I just, I, she was so, like, affected and pretentious. And I was so, I held, so I hold Top Chef Masters against Shailene Woodley. She's, <laughs> I've seen her. What was that movie she did with Clooney? I can't think of the name. Uh, the Hawaiian film. Yes, the Hawaiian yes. film. The Descendants. The Descendants. The, yeah. That was, she was great. That's a great movie. Yeah. It's um, a great movie. Yeah. It was a good yeah. But yeah, so I'm I'm anti Shailene Woodley because of Top Chef Masters, but that's a tangent. Um, it really sucks pitting uh, Laura Dern and Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, uh, uh-huh. up against each other because they're like two of my favorites. Like no no yeah. no uh, exact like no exaggeration, no sarcasm. Like that, yeah. I, I love watching them in anything, and I really love the careers that they've grown into in the last like yeah. five or six years, where they've kind of embraced. Uh, like again, I haven't seen Twin Peaks yet. It's another one that I'm working at. I think that I might try and. Hit <laughs> I haven't either. Halloween. I haven't either. But uh, Laura Dern is just uh, an amazing actress, and when you get her with a with the right director, yeah. she's able to absolutely kill it. Mm-hmm. I did really enjoy her acting job in Big Little Lies. For me, I can't speak to Michelle Pfeiffer or Regina King because I didn't see either of their performances. I really have like a soft spot in my heart for Jackie Hoffman's character in Feud, Betty mm-hmm. and Joan. Yeah. She played Joan's housekeeper, Mamacita. Like <laughs> Joan's like one rock on earth that she could depend on until right. she can't. And it was a very subtle acting job, but I thought it spoke volumes to that actress who's kind of coming up. She's like on difficult people right now. She was roped into feuds. So we'll probably see her in American Horror Story in the next feud. <laughs> yeah. She'll pop up. That's what I love. Place, the but... one thing I enjoy about Ryan Murphy is he's got like a company of actors. Absolutely. And you just see and that's them. Like, you hear Evan Peters talk about yeah. it. And you're just like, Evan Peters, man, I want to fucking, I just want to be your friend for the rest of my life. Because <laughs> the way he talks about it, he's just like, yeah, I like making money and I like making movies, but I really like making American Horror Story. I love working with these people, working with these writers, these directors, these actors that stay on. The one thing I don't like about American Horror Story is like sometimes they'll lose Sight. very quickly. Mm-hmm. One, no, one of the uh, actors that I, what was her name? Who's uh, who was in uh, Coven? 
She was, um, she was like the mean girl. Emma Roberts? Yes. Yes. She was only in the series really for, she was in it for two, right? She, cause she was she in was a freak, in freak show, show and then she was gone. Mm-hmm. And I really, really liked her presence on that, especially as a foil to Evan Peters, cause it seemed like they had just great acting chemistry, whether it was romantic or not. Like they just were able to really just bounce off of each other, which he didn't really get a lot of in Coven because he was, Frankenstein, man. He was so mm-hmm. ill-used. I really liked... I liked yeah, that he was, was ill-used because so I bet you he was super fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he went through, like, crazy shit where everybody was, like, say, like uh, you know, connecting him to, like, a really weird bad character not giving anything away from yeah. season one then he was the main character in season two which didn't get a lot of critical acclaim but i think it's probably i liked it most of the best one it and was you the can't top one. one one's yeah. just like very tight but i love asylum because again it's like the second season of fargo it's ambitious mm-hmm. they really fucking went for it um and that one was scary yeah american yeah. horror story is no longer scary but I yeah, I, I, if you yeah. like Jackie Hoffman in Feud, yeah, I then totally him. would love to get her in on uh, on America. And I want to watch Feud too because uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I thought Feud was so poorly advertised. I thought I was going it was. to hate it. It was from the advertisements. Yeah, and then I ended up loving it. I'm glad I like gave it a shot. Of course, I won because I've been watching all these Ryan <laughs> Ryan Murphy stuff. But uh, yeah, I I loved it. Feud was great. All right, well, we are going to then lead from limited series or movie. Lead actor. Oof, this is a tough one. Ewan McGregor for Fargo. Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock. John Turturro and Riz Ahmed for The Night Of. Jeffrey Rush from Genius. And Robert De Niro from The Wizard of Lies. I'm just going to be a a total nice guy asshole here. (laughs) Riz Ahmed deserves it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In more ways than one. Yeah. It mm-hmm. should be him, absolutely, 100%. Uh, it's a great performance. He's a great up-and-coming actor. He's uh, a person of color. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. Uh, very vocal about uh, fighting back against uh, prejudices of all kinds. Giving him the microphone, I think, is a great idea. I think that's yeah. one of the reasons that they might not do it. But he's also super respectable. This isn't like some privileged out the ass like Johnny Depp or Leonardo DiCaprio who they're afraid to put him up on stage with, yeah. a, with a gold statue because they're afraid he's just going to be blah, 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 yeah, yeah, like yeah. an ass out of himself. Yeah. Riz Ahmed is very concise and I would love it if it was him because I'm always about South Asian like, actors getting I recognition. Feel so, I feel so bad though because like Ewan McGregor is he's my boy. I'm a cumberbitch. And he's really good. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going to admit it. I'm a cumberbitch. I would. I just like when Benedict wins things. Yeah, I'm a cumberbitch <laughs> when it comes to Sherlock. Like yeah. whenever he's on Sherlock and he's doing that whole thing, I'm just like, of course I would fuck that guy. Who, right. what, is, what, what are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? But then like he was Khan in Into Darkness, and that makes me. You know, like, if I had the opportunity to push him out of the way of getting hit by a car, I would, I would think <laughs> about it at first. But <laughs> because he's Sherlock, I, I would I, mm-hmm. I would save him, mm-hmm. and then we would, we'd take the car and we'd run away. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. I think Riz Ahmed, like, he's so captivating in the night of. Mm-hmm. I would and, love it. I w- it would be so great His in arc so in it many is ways. written yeah. well and executed in a way that, you really wouldn't think that this kid has it in him to pull it off. Mm-hmm. It's done in a way where his character starts out one way and ends up completely the opposite of where you think it would end up. And there are moments where you think that because because Ahmed is so 
is so new to the game and so young that he might not be able to tackle it, but he 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 does it every single time around mm-hmm. every corner. So I, I I think that he's the superior mm-hmm. actor in this category. Yeah, I do think that Riz will win, and I'm very pleased. I mm-hmm. will be very happy. But yeah, I just wish Hugh McGregor would have played those siblings in a different year because yeah. playing those siblings on Fargo was just so good. And he's great so at because uh, you've seen season three of Fargo, right? Really? I've seen. Three episodes. Okay, so you know at least like the differences between the brothers. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, how yes. aggressive the differences are. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking nuts. And yeah. It's like it Even makes me completely forget yeah, about the, the fact accents. that his Scottish yeah. accent is coming through in them because their accents are so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're two different people that are yeah. like of different uh, you know, social standings. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it makes me even forget about the fact that it's like you sound like you sound like you and McGregor. <laughs> sound like right a Scottish actor trying to do a not Scottish accent. Which I mean, that's probably <laughs> got to be one of the hardest accents to do. Where English is your is your is your first language. Mm-hmm. Your Scottish accent trying to do like a Minnesota. Minnesota yeah, like that's got to be so hard because they're both so aggressively imitatable. Mm-hmm. Imi- imitatable. Imitatable. Sure. sure. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Judges, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's another one of those things where it's like sucks that it was this year because there's yeah. like I would even I would even put uh, John Turturro over you and McGregor in the yeah. night of I really would, and it sucks because Ewan's my boy. He's yeah. my Obi Wan. He's yeah. my only. <laughs> he's my only hope. <laughs> oh yeah, this Dusty Brothers, so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Riz, I think we're. That would be great. I would be so happy. Yeah. Yeah. And for lead actress in a limited series or movie, we have Felicity Huffman for American Crime. We have Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman for Big Little Lies. We have Carrie Coon for Fargo. And we have Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon for Feud, Betty and Joan. So I haven't even seen all of Fargo, and I think Carrie Coon should get this. Yeah. I'm going with Carrie Coon. Yeah. But at the same time, this, this is another one. Jessica Lange, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. I guarantee, without having seen Feud, I guarantee they deserve to win. Both of them. Wouldn't it be yeah. great if they were just like, they just Everyone split wins. the award? Like, yeah. Jessica, Susan, come <laughs> up. That'd be great. And it what a, great. what a honorary thing to do too for the, the, uh, the legacy of, uh, the characters that they're playing. Like mm-hmm. that would be, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be neat. Yeah. That'd be kind of groundbreaking Why not? for them to yeah. do Break, that, break yeah. the rules. It's 2017. <laughs> Yeah, I really have no idea. The yeah, Carrie Coon is just amazing. She's, she's got one yeah. episode where it all focuses on her um, in L.A. Mm-hmm. Not ruining anything. Like, it, it just doesn't do anything with the rest of the story. And it just focuses on her in L.A. Uh, learning about the mystery. And she just is able to carry it so somberly. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Oh, man. And, yeah, I, I watched Big Little Lies. I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think Reese got a lot of praise that I don't necessarily understand. I think Nicole Kidman does a better acting job yeah. in this. Um, yeah. Reese's performance was not bad by any means. But I think that uh, what she gave and the response to it, to me, didn't add up. So I don't know. I Yeah. I mean, this is... A, but this is another... I, I don't... I started watching American Crime, and then I mm-hmm. never really got fully into it, so I lost it very quickly. But Felicity Huffman is somebody who I have loved for a long, long time. I've been, like, following her career for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I hope you guys are familiar with Sports Night. 
Aaron Sorkin. Oh, of course, yes. Foray into comedy. Sports mm-hmm. Night yeah. is one of the best and worst shows I've ever seen. Yes. Because mm-hmm. just as I was like, oh, I get it. It's yeah. Can't, it's, yeah. It's it over. Is, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I wasn't watching it when it was on. I watched it when it Right. Yeah, I mean, and Netflix. that was one of those shows that was, like, abused by the network. They didn't, you know, they kept changing they what night it was on. They didn't, you know. I prefer uh, Studio 60 over Sports Night. Really? Uh, which is a controversial choice. I think it's mainly because I have a very, uh, I, I have a deep abiding love for, um, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, I dropped it. Because I'm, I'm trying to figure out the girl from Big Fish and the guy from The Watcher. <laughs> um, Matthew Perry? Is Matthew it? Perry. Am I, Matthew Perry, Matthew like. Matthew no, 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 no. Studio it's a 60? screen, baby. Studio 60, Matthew Perry. Yes, yeah. Matthew Chandler. Perry. Yeah, Chandler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chandler. Goodness. Um, uh, you have no idea how much I've been trying to figure out this girl from Big Fish. Burge. Is it Allison Lohman? Is it? it? Is. I For some reason, every time I think about it, I'm seeing Amy Adams in my it's head. And I'm Amy like, Adams. it's not her. She's not around yet. Well, that was like in the Catch Me If You Can era where Amy right, where she was like, cute Yeah, where Steven, Spielberg, where Steven Spielberg was like, I'm going to call it again, motherfuckers. And just like <laughs> cast Amy Adams as this one-off, like you got four lines and that's it. And it's like, oh, by the way, you're going to be a huge star. God damn yeah. Steven. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I love Matthew Perry. I think Matthew Perry has an absolutely amazing uh, comedic timing when he's on. Yeah. Um, which he's not anymore. It is Allison Lohman. It is Allison Lohman. Oh, there it is. All right. <laughs> right, I was thinking Drag Me to Hell. It's that girl. So now I have to figure out is the Walk to Remember guy. Sebastian Stan. I wish that was <laughs> his not name. Him. No, no, that's easy. the name that kept coming in. For some reason, I keep going with S. Really? I'm not. I still, I still, whoever we figure out it is, I'm still going to think it's Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> It's like the all of Freaky Friday. Yeah, he's, like, he's just the brunette Chad Michael Murray. He's yes, two, he's two Tree Hill. I want to call him Jason something, but I don't know no, if that's right. That. Jason Alexander. Yes, <laughs> played the love interest that's in it. A Walk to Remember. I think I would really like that movie if it was if it was George Costanza. <laughs> so I think we're all in agreement. Uh, Carrie, Carrie Coon deserves, Coon. but pretty much just about everybody else everybody on this else list kind of also I deserves think, it. I think Felicity Husband is a stretch. I don't think she's going to get it. Because I just think that that show well, that's like, I doesn't do not get think enough that, attention in general. I do not I think, think that right. Felicity Huffman, Nicole Kidman, or Reese Witherspoon actually have a chance of winning in this, in this category as what it is. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's there's so much more. You yes, know? and yeah. like Susan yeah. Sarandon and Jessica Lange and Carrie Coon, they are TV actresses that have had really great. Uh, performances this past year i think that those are the only three that should be in consideration but Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be upset if any of the other three won yeah i think susan sarandon had for me personally a better performance in feud although jessica lang had a lot more screen time and heft to her role and i think jessica lang's gonna win but i'd be happy with any three of those actresses winning. sure yeah yeah it's it's a tough one absolutely tough so we're going to go into comedy from here. Okay. And we're going to do supporting actor first. Louis Anderson for Baskets. Ty Burrell for Modern Family. Titus Burgess for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Matt Walsh for Veep. And Tony Hale for Veep as well. And Alec Baldwin for Saturday Night Live. It's going to go to Alec Baldwin. And I'm so sad. It's I am too. To. I am too. Because that's a funny character and mm-hmm. I like what he's done with it. But I don't think it has the heft that Louis Anderson has. Baskets. Yeah. Christine yeah. Baskets. Anderson. Has he won yet? He has won, but I don't know about an Emmy. It might have been a Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. As long as he's, he's I think won he did, something. Yeah. As long yeah, yeah, as he's yeah, yeah, being yeah. Um, appreciated and it's acknowledged. Not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, 
That, that's fine. Uh, I have no problem with Alec Baldwin winning one one because like I kind of dig Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I really shouldn't. He's given me so many reasons to not like him. I know, but he's so likable. He's just in so spite of that. Likeable. I yeah. hate it. He I would hang out with him. I would happily hang somebody, out with him. I think it was yeah. on a TV show or something, or maybe it was talking to somebody. Made the joke about Alec Baldwin and how like if you were to show somebody that was like born in like. You know, the year 1999, uh-huh. if you were to show them today, like a picture of Alec Baldwin from Beetlejuice mm-hmm. and Hunt for Red October, and then mm-hmm. show them a picture of Alec Baldwin now, you'd be like, that's the same person. They'd be like, you're out of your fucking mind. That was actually yeah. when he hosted Saturday Night Live this year. That was the Did joke, he make a joke in the about monologue. It? They brought out Pete Davidson, who was born yeah. in like 1993. Oh, right. That's right. Which yeah, right. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And he was, and they kept, you know, it was like Alec's 17th time hosting. So he was showing pictures of like, oh, this is when I first hosted. This is whatever. And Pete Davidson was like, no, that's not, you're not the same guy. And he was like, he was like, were you sad when you stopped looking like that? Yeah. (laughs) I always think about that too, because it had to be. Yeah. He had to be. Because he looked so like in Beetlejuice, you're just like, he's, yeah, he's. my life with that man. Look at that. Yeah. He's, he like, that was, I, he likes Belafonte. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Alec Baldwin in Beetlejuice was like my, you know, I will marry him someday. Yeah, Fantasy, you know. Yeah, one of like my first female stirring. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. That was one of the same, that's the same thing with like Gina Davis in Beetlejuice, but more so in League of Their Own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like my, I like, I like me a, a tough gal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I, you know. She was a peach in that. When thing. I fall in love, yeah. I like me I like me a tough gal. Yeah. <laughs> Not afraid to get 30. <laughs> um, I love Titus Burgess generally in yes. life. Um, I I I have trouble with Kimmy Schmidt as a show, but I think he's a fantastic human being. Is Titus Burgess being. the um He's Titus. The friend, the, <laughs> the Titus the, Andromedon. The, yeah. Titus Andromedon? Yeah, the yeah. the roommate. <laughs> In I mean, yeah, he pretty much. He I mean, he's like it. he's amazing. I haven't but... seen I haven't seen the whole show. I've seen uh, episodes and clips. Okay. Um, but every time he's on screen, it's just like, don't blink. Yeah. Because it's it's a it's a performance, and he commits to it, and. Mm-hmm. Gives you the feels and gives you the laughs where it is, so I wouldn't mind that. But I mean, yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure this is it's this probably is Alex Baldwin, Baldwin yeah. down the line. Tony think, Hale's always great, but I also yeah. hear that he's kind of stale. Well, in yeah, season, just because you've been with the character for so much, it's like, that it's that it's that, that veep character. oversaturation thing. Yeah, um, love Tony Hale and Drunk History. He shows up all the time, <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. See, I think Titus Burgess too. I think this is he's up for nomination for the second season. I'm assuming. I think the third season came out too late, maybe? Yeah. I don't think he's up for this current season, which I think is his weakest season. Yeah. I think Louis Anderson two. for Baskets? Oh, uh, Titus No, Titus Burgess. Burgess. Oh, okay. Uh, Louis Anderson for Baskets. Christine Baskets can do no wrong by me. I think mm-hmm. him playing a woman is just phenomenal. Like, I buy into it wholeheartedly <laughs> the first, every time I see him. The first time I saw it, it was like, is that? Wait. Is that? <laughs> no. Is that? Yeah, it was yeah. absolutely just like, wait a minute. It's crazy. I do think you're right, though, Rhea. I think yeah. it's going to go to Alec. And, you know, I don't begrudge Alec, but. Yeah, but it's not. I don't. I don't think. It's yeah. supporting, though. It's yeah. supporting actor. Yeah. It's so funny to me that he's even in this category. He's not even considered a guest star anymore. Mm-hmm. They need to just. They need to just. He needs to be a cast member. They just need to put him back on the Yeah. Because I think it's, you know, 
poor guy. He didn't want to be doing this for the rest of his life, but he's. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch the cartoon uh, that Louis Anderson. Yeah, Life like, with Louis. Life with Louis. Mm-hmm. I used to. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love that guy. He's, he's so, so weird funny. watching like a child. Like they are down. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre childhoods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ch- children these days don't get bizarre childhoods. They don't childhood. understand. <laughs> they're attached to their iPhones 24-7. Yeah, that's okay. As long as they're learning, which most of them aren't. That's no. what makes you an <laughs> Not being on your phone all the time. Right. Not it's what you're it's doing on the phone. Right. You literally have a fucking library in your pocket. Yeah, no, you but they're dumb all... little shits. Yeah. Stop playing Flippy Knife. It's a very fun <laughs> game. I've almost got all the knives. <laughs> I'm so close. But you're an adult. Yeah, I'm an adult. I can do whatever I want. You've already you've learned enough. Eat ice I mean. cream at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you went and climbed trees as a child. You're fine. Yeah. I think the other day, I think about two or three weeks ago, I was watching TV, and <laughs> it was like three o'clock in the morning. I went down to Seven Eleven. I was hungry, so I got in my car, drove down to Seven Eleven, picked up a nine pack of pizza bagel bites, Amazing. drove home, cooked them, and ate all of them. Because I'm a fucking adult and I can do whatever I want. I, I deserve to be able to do that every yes. now and then. And this I play a flippy knife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Completely agree. <laughs> so for supporting actress, which, to be honest, is my least favorite acting category. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't think it fully represents what we got in comedy this year. No. But we have Leslie Jones, Vanessa Bayer, and Kate McKinnon, all from SNL. We have Judith White. And Katherine Hahn from Transparent, which I don't find to be a comedy. No, it's not. And Anna Klumsky from Veep. Wait, yeah. which one didn't you say was a comedy? Transparent. I don't think Transparent's a comedy. Uh, I think it's a film drama. I've heard it called that. I've heard it called a comedy, and I'm like, that's like when they were calling the one that's about this. Yeah, like, that's a comedy. That's like when but they I were think calling it's because they're they're comedic actors that are on there and they're doing mm-hmm. dramatic roles. Right. But that's like Orange is the New Black. They had no business calling that a comedy. It's a comedy. But Maybe it's one of those Martian things where they're like, right. if we call it a comedy, It'll it's going up against a bunch, oh, of, yeah, yeah. a bunch of goofy clowns. Maybe we'll sure, win. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, Transparent is another big one that I'm super excited to watch that I just haven't gotten to yet because I love Jeffrey Tambor. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of that. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh, uh, previews and stuff like clips mm-hmm. that... I have yeah, and, made and, me laugh um, out of context. So I'm like, mm. Jill Solway, who is a mm-hmm. brilliant writer, and she was one of the big voices behind Six Feet Under, which is maybe my favorite TV show in the history of TV. Yeah, um, we were talking about Six Feet Under the other yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so she's, you know, she's she's just got a great voice. So. Can you believe Robbie watched the pilot of that and he doesn't want to watch anymore because he thinks understand. the pilot's perfect? What no, the no, no. fuck does the, that mean? The pilot is weird. great. But yeah, there's also like you, five years of brilliance they, they after make, that. They make the pilot great so that the studio wants to make more of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. His reasoning, like if he hadn't liked the first episode, he I'd would be have like, kept, well then yeah, don't watch it. Right, cool. Right. But he's like, I loved the pilot of Six Feet Under so much that I, I, I don't want to watch the rest. Like I like that right there. I like that's the beginning, middle, and end. It's the three acts that I want. And I'm like, what no. the fuck are you talking about? No. It goes, it goes, okay. I yeah, want to shake him sometimes. I want to shake him. He's a strange boy. He's a strange boy. <laughs> we're we all very, we're him. all very strange. <laughs> That's yeah. true. It's very strange just like sit in a room in front of a laptop hooked up to a mic and we're all wearing headphones, yeah, looking right. at our notes and talking about little flashy light images that get dispersed on our magic rectangles. 
Once a from week. From time Once to time. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> true. Oh, Very true. Oh, shit. Uh, we were talking before about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and I really love that show. Mm-hmm. And I think what that show lacks a little bit is that sometimes I have a hard time remembering the jokes because there are so many jokes. They're just, uh, like, yeah. smacking you in the face. So I have a hard time remembering, like, oh, this one funny moment because it's, like, the whole time I'm enjoying myself. I do hear that great. about mm-hmm. Kimmy Schmidt where it's, like, a joke, jokes per minute. It's probably one of the best comedies on mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so for this particular category, I really wish Carol Kane as Lillian was, was nominated. nominated for this mm-hmm. because I think she deserves to win. And she's not even nominated. Yeah. Um, I think it probably will go to Kate McKinnon. I was going to say the same thing, yeah. And I like Kate McKinnon. I don't dislike any of these people. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm kind of getting a little oversaturated with Kate McKinnon. Yes, because this was, you know, this was kind of her year Mm -hmm. on Saturday Night Live as well. I would say with her Hillary Clinton impersonation, she deserves to win. Just for I, her I get the oversaturation. I was going to say, she's going to get it for Hallelujah, which is not even funny. But it was No, <laughs> that's why. It's, it's funny, but it's not ha-ha funny. It's, yeah. It's like it, it's poignant, like, it's my like, gut uh, hurts it's, funny. Yeah, it's yeah. like reverse satire folded in on itself and baked to a nice crispy satire bun that when you eat it, it finally is satire again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really weird performance that Holly and it's one of those yeah. things where I feel really happy that I'm a lot. It's one of the few things that I feel happy about being alive during right. all of this mm-hmm. because it really is a moment that you you'll never understand the genius right of that moment unless you actually live through day to day what was going on. And it was right. also circumstantial too with Leonard Cohen just passing away. Oh, right, right, all right. Of it was just the, it and was there's like and there's like some amazing I mean meta stuff going on too. She's a young woman, she's gay. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like everything. a terrible Every, a terrible thing to consider being those two things with Donald Trump and Mike Pence running the show. And Mm -hmm. so at the end, when she says, I'm not giving up and neither should you, it's like she's talking. I just got chills when you said Yeah, exactly. And it's like she's she's uh, Hillary in that moment, but she's also Kate. Mm -hmm. And us. And us. Yeah. Yeah. That's like uh, Anthony Anderson Mm -hmm. in uh, The Blackish. He's got that scene that went viral where he talked about the day after... He's in his workplace. The election. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like that was the day that we all woke up and we knew what it was like to be black. Which I think is one of the best examples of explaining what the day-to-day life of a person of color really is. Instead of like, and just like what that eye roll means mm-hmm. when you're, you know, a white person and you hear people of color talk about how their day-to-day lives are so much harder than ours. And you get that eye roll as if the possibility of that doesn't even exist. Like that's what it all is. And I think that the people that understood what was wrong with um, November 11th that day, mm-hmm. the day after, because mm-hmm. the election was the 10th, right? Or was it the 9th? It was the 9th. The no, you're right. It was the 9th. Yeah, it was the 9th because yeah. the 8th was the election day. Mm-hmm. What was wrong that day? There was just a sterility and the up here in New York, uh, it was a very uh, sad day. It was, yeah. a, it was a rainy yeah. Uh, and there was like no hope, but kind of the idea of like, well, what, I mean, like it's gonna, tomorrow's gonna happen anyway. It was a weird thing. And I think that it's in those two performances, again, like that's something that 2016 gave us, uh, you know, inadvertently with film because those films were made before, Mm -hmm. 
But TV, especially SNL, and actresses like uh, Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon, like they have the chance to really like comment on these things as they happen. And I think that Kate McKinnon's performance as Hillary Clinton, not just in the Hallelujah thing, right? But generally, in general, yeah. it was something that we'll remember even more so than Alec Baldwin's Donald Trump. If, yeah. if his Donald Trump deserves to win, I think that her, her Hillary Clinton is like the perfect foil. And even reversed in that, they are the foil to each other that, that she deserves to win for not just the Hillary Clinton thing, too. Like, she is, I think she is the funniest cast men, member on oh, SNL for now. Sure, yeah. Besides Kyle Mooney, when he's doing Kyle, his thing, right, Kyle, when right. Kyle Mooney's like just kind of thrown he's, in to do something, you can tell he's just phoning it in. Yeah. But when Kyle Mooney does his thing, yeah. which is why I'm super excited about Brigsby Bear, he's yeah. been working out for a while. Like, it's Kate McKinnon is like one of the most watchable things on SNL. And has been for a while. Shoot, I'm trying to think of the dude that I've been really enjoying this these past few seasons. But I will say that uh, Vanessa Bayer, I find her completely delightful. I just don't think she put forth the same type of performances as year to even be in this category. Yeah. And Leslie Jones, I feel when they first hired her, they did not know how to use her well, and now they get how now to they use figure out her. how to use her. And I, now I think she's hilarious. That was at yeah. first. I really didn't. I never really liked funny. Leslie Jones at first, and then in the past two years, like I was like, she, oh, she I grew get on it me. now. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like Vanessa Bear was nominated in this category because this is this was her last year, last so this might yeah. just be a we love you nomination. But they, they did absolutely. that, I think, too. With like, yeah. Kirsten Wig and uh, yeah. Jason Sudeikis. I think they got like little mm-hmm. nods and stuff right before they, they exited because they were like, you're going to be fine out there. You're yeah. doing great. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, Vanessa Bayer is probably the one that's leaving right now that is, you know, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. she hasn't necessarily really been blowing it up in the ways that previous people, when they leave, same with Bobby Moynihan. It's like, yeah. where are you going to go? Oh, right. Like, come on. I love him. I, I like really him too a lot. Him. You know, yeah. he, he, again, he works when he works. Yeah. Ryan Murphy. When he's on, he's on. <laughs> but it, yeah. 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 Bobby Moynihan did this uh, cartoon show on Adult Swim for like a season. It was so unfunny. He was like a grown man, but like an actor, like an overweight, like, or not actor, a rapper. And I hmm. did not like it. But yeah, he'll, he'll make okay. it. He'll yeah. make it. Yeah. He'll find something. Yeah. <laughs> so we have Kate McKinnon for that category, I mm-hmm. think. Hands down. Uh, for, so for lead actor in comedy, we have Donald Glover for Atlanta, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, William H. Macy, the second half of Philium H. Muffman for Shameless, <laughs> Zach Galifianakis for Bact- Baskets, Aziz Ansari for Master of None, and Jeffrey Tambor for Transparent. And I think we all know. Uh, I think it's going to be Donald Glover. Yeah. Yep. I think so. I would be happy if Aziz got it, although I don't think this last season was as strong as the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, if Anthony Anderson got it, that would warm my heart on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those would be the three that I would be okay with. I'm not, I, you know, William H. Macy, as you said, the other half of <laughs> Felicity Huffman, the two of them are amazing on their own, amazing together. That's fine. Um, I just don't think Shameless is very good. <laughs> That's also one of those ones that people are like, you should watch, you should watch. And I'm yeah. like, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's not, I mean, I wouldn't I watched, rush, I, I wouldn't rush season. to get to it. Yeah. And it had, uh, what's his name in it? Goku. The guy that played Goku <laughs> in the live action Dragon Ball movie. <laughs> uh, I think it's Justin... Chastain, I don't know. Is it Chad Michael Murray? <laughs> no. It's not Chad. God damn it. <laughs> um, 
No, I uh, see yeah. the boyfriend. To, uh, yeah, he's uh, like the 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 first like initial. Oh, okay, hey, I'm hot. Gotcha, it's gotcha. Hot. I'm like I got like a job and stuff, but like you're you're tempting me with your with your uh, taking advantage of welfare laziness. Like, <laughs> this is this is amazing. I like it. I can learn so much from Gallagher's. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Don- <laughs> I, I agree too. Donald Glover should win, and I really just want to point out the fact that I am absolutely in love with the fact that Zach Galifianakis is nominated for a lead actor. Sure. Cool. Good. Uh I've liked Zach Galifianakis for a very, very, very long time. Not just for comedy, but just for the fact that, like, I could always see that he did have something that was like, he is like, you know, uh, for uh, not trying to point out the irony of the fact that he's being nominated for a show Baskets where he plays a clown. But, like, there always is that kind of tortured clown mentality mm-hmm. to Zach Galifianakis. Like, the the mm-hmm. story of, like, uh, the clown goes into a doctor's office and is like, oh, the the great the great clown Glavinsky or whatever name you want to throw on it. Like, it's one of the greatest jokes of all time. And Zach Galifianakis has really uh, always held that spot in my head. Like, you know, in, with the likes of, like, Robin Williams and people like that that you know that are like able to be able to pull off these dramatic roles and these comedic roles so effortlessly mm-hmm. that you can you can really see that they're really just in it for entertaining people in any way that they think the entertainment would be best served you know okay. they're, they're they're entertainers that are servants to the audience and Zach Galifianakis has always been that even in like movies that are just like he, he's obviously just making some cash like the hangover movies mm-hmm. yeah he's just making some cash but you can also see he really does bring a little brevity to it he does bring like a, a piece of his soul to it that he does put out there whether he knows it or not i know it zach mm-hmm. i know it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is great absolutely and uh for lead actress we have Pamela Adlin for Better Things, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin for Grace and Frankie, Allison Janney for Mom, Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep, Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, and Ellie Kemper for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I have a feeling it's going to be Julia Louis-Dreyfus again. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Uh, and that would be fine because I like her. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see Tracy Ellis Ross get this, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What She's was Jane, very funny. What was Jane Fonda nominated for? For Grace and Frankie, the Netflix mm-hmm. series. That's right. She and Lily Tomlin, their husbands fall in love. and I feel like it's going to be one of them. Oh, you think so? I don't really? think so. No, I don't think no, so. I, no, I, like Grace and Frankie, like I haven't... I, haven't... I, I saw a couple episodes. It's like kind of stupid, kind of funny. <laughs> I watched the nomination announcements, mm-hmm. like when they're talking about... Um, when they're nom- when they're when they're revealing the nominees for like these big categories, and they had like two actors up there. Uh, one was uh, one of the actresses. I think she was nominated for supporting actress uh, for um, uh, Veep. Okay. Uh, and there was another guy from like a CSI show or something like that, and she got nominated for best supporting actress for an Emmy. Was it Anna Klumsky? Yes. Mm-hmm. And she got nominated while they were making the presentation. Like she didn't know. And he said it. But, and like, it looked like he couldn't remember her name. Cause he was oh. like, oh, no. yeah, and like, that's really good for, uh, he looks at the card and then like looks at her and he's <laughs> like from my, my girl here. And you're like, Ooh, yeah, what awkward. is that? <laughs> or maybe it was the fact that he had already just said her name like three or four times because right. he was nominating her. Right, right. I feel like her name had to be on the card. 
Right. Yeah. I don't know. One of those Oscar situations. Maybe he's yes. dyslexic. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, it, it's I I remember when they said uh, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin's name. There was like. Mm-hmm. But that's because they're uh, Jane applause, Fonda and Lily Tomlin. But there was Tomlin. no applause for anybody else. Right, I almost because, felt like there was no audience in the but in the room. That's because you because you have to clap for those I guess two. So. Or, but then that's by that same rule. It's like yeah, but when you and when you're the Emmy, it's like you have to give them. The no, audience. is it because no. the audience no. in that group were like an older audience? Maybe and they wanted to applaud the older actresses. I would say they were probably super white. Yeah. <laughs> did Tracy Ellis Ross win the Golden Globe? She, she won something this she year, did, I think. which yeah, would, she's so, probably going to steal it, man. Which would be I great. So. I would love that. She is really. I haven't seen enough of Blackish, but when she goes on talk shows, she is so humble, and she's also she's such a good spokesperson. Yeah, Yeah. and she's I mean that she's just she's like a goofball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And again, I've heard nothing but high praise for the season of Blackish with both the two leads and the show as itself, Mm -hmm. which is is apparent here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, Blackish is you know it's one of those things like with Modern Family. You think of Modern Family, and you think of just this kind of run of the mill weekly half hour comedy kind of thing mm-hmm. and but it's getting nominated for awards left and right when it first started you know it's it's simmered down now because it's mm-hmm. obviously it's it's entering its its exit stage mm-hmm. right but uh it's one of like blackish it's one of those shows where it's like i think it's kind of growing into its own and mm-hmm. presenting performances and i think mainly because the show really is about you know being black in america and middle mm-hmm. class oh, yeah. and right. that's a very big deal right now because that's not being uh, shown a lot. And yeah. it's becoming a problem that that's not being shown a lot. Oh, yeah. In uh, my perfect dream world, Pamela Adlin would win. I love better her. Things mm-hmm. because I haven't I seen Better Things, but I love her in Louie. She is so good. Yeah. yeah. And she, like Better Things is kind of like a jolt. Because mm-hmm. watching her in Louie, I kind of expected her to show to follow a similar feel mm-hmm. and a similar taste. But it's not. It's different. And I was raised by a single mother. And she's a single mother to three daughters in this show. And she's kind of like, she's definitely not like my mom. My mom is like the sweetest person you'll ever meet. <laughs> but she in the show is like so raw and visceral mm-hmm. and funny. So mm-hmm. funny. Uh, so I love her. I would love to see her win this. But also I think Tracy Ellis Ross is going to win it. And I'm going to be very happy for her when she does. Yeah. I do. I think, because yeah, I think she did win the Golden Globe. She That'd did. Yeah. Yeah. So. And she's, That's, yeah. yeah. And that that'll that'll be great for mm-hmm. a, a lot of reasons. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Aside from the quality of the show, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with comedy all wrapped up, let's get into the good stuff. Uh, yeah. Getting into drama. So, for supporting actor, we have Jonathan Banks for Better Call Saul. We have Michael Kelly for House of Cards. We have John Lithgow for The Crown. We have Jeffrey Wright for Westworld. We have Mandy Patinkin for Strangeland. Or Strangeland Homeland. <laughs> Looking ahead, David Harbour for Stranger Things and Ron Cephas Jones for This Is Us. So this is a well-rounded this category really, yeah. with one actor from each show, not multiple nominees. Yeah, which is which is great. Which is nice. Um, yeah. I talked a lot of shit about This Is Us in the previous segment, <laughs> but Ron Cephas Jones is amazing. Mm-hmm. He is one of the greatest things about This Is Us, mm-hmm. and I would love. I mean, like he'd be like. I'm ashamed to say this because I talked a lot of shit about This Is Us, but he made me cry in the most wonderful, like, oh my God, this show is making me cry, but I'm okay with that way. Um, So, Birch, just to fill you in, this isn't much of a spoiler for this show. Ron Cephas Jones plays the biological father 
to the black child who was adopted into this white family. Okay. Yeah. And when the adopted child goes to seek out his biological father, he finds out that his biological father is dying. And so that's the Ron Cephas Jones character. Mm-hmm. So of course it's like made I, poison. Yeah, it's, and that's the thing like, about This Is Us in general is like I watched it I enjoyed it, and I also was hyper-conscious as I was watching it about everything the show was doing to manipulate me. Yeah, this just yeah. sounds like a dramatic version of Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> um, With less actors. With less, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Cheaper and by no the Dozen didn't have many actors in it. Right. Um, I will say that I did, uh, in researching the Emmys, I did see a picture mm-hmm. of this actor. Mm-hmm. Ron Cephas Jones, mm-hmm. and just looking at a picture of him, I was like, "Oh, that that's that's a good actor because <laughs> yeah. it's just still was he wearing a out hat? of context." <laughs> right. No, he wasn't wearing a hat. He was in okay. a room and he was looking up, <laughs> and it looked like he was dropping some fucking capital K knowledge. Oh yeah, on somebody. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, and it's just that's like I saw the thing. picture, you know, and like uh, I really do appreciate Jeffrey Wright's performance in Westworld. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Banks is always a treat as Mike. I haven't mm-hmm. seen him in Better Call Saul, but I'd imagine he's mm-hmm. more of the same, which is not a bad thing. Right. Um, as- David Harbour, I really enjoyed in Stranger Things. Yeah. And I would easily say his performance stands out, but I would also agree that his performance is something that people would just kind of look over. Mm-hmm. I get both sides. And that's the thing is like Lithgow as Churchill in the clown, in the clown. Yes. In the crown. Just like Strangeland. Um, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's Churchill is a flashy role and it's like, yeah. there's a little scenery chewing, you know, cause he's, he's got the fake jowls and he's got the Churchill, you know, like speech impediment and the, you know, but it's also very compelling. How he's playing it. It's not just like, hi, I'm doing an impersonation, impersonation of Churchill. It's like, right. there's, there's a person behind the character. Yeah. Um, it's a big year for Churchill, too, actually, because uh, yeah. Louis Anderson played Churchill in Drunk History. Okay. Right. And we got uh, Teen Heartthrob Gary Oldman. Coming back is hitting it in, um, in a film, correct? Yes. Uh, with like the, 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 the Dark Age or I can't remember. I had it written down because it's one of those ones where I'm like, do not miss that. Opening right. night, when it comes out, go see it because it's only going to stay in theaters for like a week. Right. It's one of those weird ones. But He's the uh, yeah, he looks, time. he looks yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, so I have a. This is tough because I think. Absolutely. This is us, is that juggernaut show. So Ron Cephas Jones might get it. Uh, I think John Lithgow would be a logical choice on some level as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't believe Homeland is still on TV. I love Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. I he's he's delightful. But every time I see an actor or I see that Homeland is like nominated for anything, I'm like, "Oh, that no. show." Yeah. Um I really liked Homeland's first and second well, that's seasons. That's me with the what's the one with the Leave Schreiber? That way I think we're getting oh. to it later. Oh, yeah. Still? Ray still Do- yeah, Ray Donovan. I remember like being on an airplane like what feels like 20 years ago. Right. Like, yeah. Troopers in a show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Such a toss-up with this category. Jeffrey oh. Wright is just brilliant in general. I think we all... Yeah. I think we all would be happy with Jones, Cephas Jones. Yeah. And I, all, I think we all kind of think 
that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. we each have our own little one on the side where we're like, yeah, eh, that'd be nice. Yeah. 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 But I think I think we're right in our judgment that it's going to be Cephas Jones. Yeah. I think so, too. So for supporting actress, we have Uzo Aduba for Orange is the New Black, Samira Wiley for The Handmaid's Tale, Chrissy Metz for This Is Us, Millie Bobby Brown for Her Stranger Things, who has the most delightful name, mm-hmm. Anne Dowd for The Handmaid's Tale, and Tandy Newton for Westworld. Samira Wiley should win for Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, why didn't they nominate her for that? Which is I don't, a stronger I don't know. It's a stronger, role. it's a stronger role on her it's a arc. stronger importance. Right, is. and her, I mean, because I'm assuming this is, because we've, we talked about the timing issue with this yes. award this show. So this is not for the, season. yeah, this is for the season before. Right. Which was the big season for Pusey Washington. Right. Which um, people love spoiling for me. Uh, okay. Not us. No, not you guys us. haven't done it. It's already been spoiled. That's Don't all spoil I'm going to say. Listeners, but like, That's all I'm going to say. Somebody just came straight out and said it to me the other day. I was oh. Like, Why would you? Oh. Do you throw hot coffee in their face? No. I, I was just, whatever. <laughs> Thanks. Um, You're dead to me now. So th- and this is one of those categories where I almost wonder if they would give it to Samira Wiley, even though she, it's not... Her work in The Handmaid's Tale, that's notable. It's her work in Orange is the New Black. Because I feel like they've done that at the Oscars a bunch of times. Like when Colin Firth won for The King's Speech, I feel like they gave him that because they didn't give it to him for a single man. Mm -hmm. Which a single man is one of the mm, amazing films. Yeah. And I feel like I that... I finally saw it for the first time uh, a couple months ago, and it it's, just yeah, it's it like blew me away. gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, too, with, like, Leonardo DiCaprio finally right. winning an Oscar. Right. It's like, right. It's for the Revenant. For the Revenant. It's like giving... Mar- That'd be as crazy as giving Martin Scorsese the best director, best picture for, for, the, departed. for the Departed. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be nuts? <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be fucking stupid and right. make you so mad? Right. That yeah. you can't think straight? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you guys remember the one year when Hustle and Flow was in the, like nominated for like mm-hmm. best song mm-hmm. and John Stewart was hosting the Oscars that year and that was one that of the was... years Scorsese had been nominated for something but he hadn't won yet. Mm-hmm. Was that 2007 or 2008? 2007 maybe, so. 2007. Anyway. And then like so 36 Mafia comes on the Oscars telecast and performs its heart out here for a pimp and then they won best song. And I, all I remember about that was John Stewart coming on stage after that and being like, all right, just for you guys keeping track at home, Three Six Mafia, one Oscar, Martin Scorsese, zero Oscars. It's just nuts. Yeah. I remember when Return of the King stole it from The Aviator, which I saw The Aviator and I was like, there's no yeah. way that this loses. This is such a hard movie to make and he pulls it off with flying colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Return of the King. What? It's so cliche. Kill. For this particular category, for me, it's between three. It's Uzo mm-hmm. and Dowd as Aunt... Aunt Lydia. Aunt Lydia yeah. in The Handmaid's Tale. And Tandy Newton, who I think is the best part of Westworld, is Maeve. I mean, that's I'm Maeve. going right here, right now. If Tandy Newton or Millie Bobby Brown don't win... I'm going to get mad. <laughs> Are you going to get disgusted and leave? I like, would love no. to see Like, I'm going to get disgusted and leave when This Is Us wins drama series. Uh, five minutes before uh, the show ends. I mean, Fanny Newton is the best part about Westworld, hands down. Maeve, figuring out who she is and how... It's phenomenal. She's great. She has to combat that in the reality that is I the was world. really happy because, like, nothing was being portrayed so with Westworld in this. Like, Anthony Hopkins... Of course, he's Anthony Hopkins. The motherfucker could act his way out of a paper bag. Right. Very easily. 
Uh, that's what that, that's what that yeah. scene means. And, um, but Thandie Newton is just like a presence on screen throughout the whole thing. And it's the same with Millie Bobby Brown. I know that we're very disconnected from Stranger Things now and it became this cultural icon thing. But when you watch some of the things that she does in that show, mm-hmm. it's fucking nuts yeah. how mm-hmm. good she I'm is. I'm worried that Stranger Things is going to get overlooked. It's, it's probably going to get nothing this year, and it's yeah. because of these other big yeah. hype steamrollers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very possible that the second season of Stranger Things is going to fucking own it next year. Sure. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, I really think that, that they're going to have more money, more time. The actors are a little bit more committed to their crafts, and mm-hmm. you know, they. I think they're they're going to... They're going to really pull some awesome shit. Stranger Things did win uh, opening logo. So, like, their logo for the show. That is a great logo. And it did win opening theme song. I didn't even know that It did win theme song, too. Which is awesome. song I knew was a cat. I didn't know opening logo was a category now. I don't think it's logo, but it's like... Title sequence. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I still didn't know that was a category. That's fantastic. I'm pretty sure it was Which Westwood should have won that. Yeah. <laughs> That's an amazing opening sequence. The music in Westworld is so good. Mm-hmm. Their use of modern music mm-hmm. in that time period. HBO just loves so them some good. westerns. <laughs> yeah. They just fucking love making these things. Unless they don't, like Carnival. Yeah. <laughs> and then God they say no. Damn it. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I really don't. I want to see Tandy win. So I'm just going to say Tandy. Uh, That's who I want to see win. Yeah. But. Right. I have a feeling. You know what? I, and then I have a weird feeling that they will give it to Uzo Aduba because she's somebody she's who's too. she's great, but she's also somebody who has historically swept either this category or she used to be nominated as a guest performer, which was strange and I don't know, but like yeah. Emmy nominating rules are weird. So um, I have a weird feeling she'll win and it'll be frustrating because her character has not really been doing anything terribly interesting the last couple of years. This season is a stronger season yes. for her character than last than season. Than last season, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I would be happy for her if she won, too. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. she's there's Yeah, there's there's nothing, you know, I wouldn't leave in disgust or anything. Right. Um, Chrissy Metz is the girl from This Is Us, right? And she does a great job, she, but I don't think she's given the writing to justify her winning no, in this category. No, Her entire character is about, I'm trying to lose weight. That's like the, her arc on the show, and that's disappointing in a few ways. But um, it's nice to see a character like that represented on television. Sure, I wish they handled it with a little more heft, right? Than so right. one note, as right? Yeah, and like there was, it. there was more. There's, yeah, I wish there was more to the character than just that mm-hmm. being her thing, right? Um, and Dowd is scary as hell in Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, she is damn good. Yeah. I guess I'd be happy if she won too, really. Yeah. You know, like I'm thinking about it. I, I would really rather it be Newton or Bobby Brown. Like that's yeah. just it. Like I'll be really upset if it's not one of those two. And if it's in doubt, I'll be like, well, fine. And I'll cross my arms. <laughs> and you'll be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is for supporting. So going into lead. This is it, right? This is wow. the last this two. Is it. All right. This is the last two. All right. So for drama and lead, let's see where I am on my pages here. Lead actor, we have Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. We have Leah Schreiber for Ray Donovan. We have Milo Ventimiglia and Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. We have Anthony Hopkins for Westworld, Kevin Spacey for House of Cards, and Matthew Reese for The Americans. I'm just going to say right now, (laughs) 
Matthew Reese. Uh, it was it was one of his strongest seasons in the Americans. He absolutely deserves to win this one. If he does not win this, I'm gonna be super fucking pissed. Before I was like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little upset. I'm gonna be so mad. This is your turn off the yeah. TV moment and walk. This away. is yeah. like yeah. this is yeah. it. <laughs> He's only got one more shot at right. it, and I highly doubt. I I just don't want him to ju- I don't want him to only win it for. The series finale. Yeah. Like, I but don't that, want it to be like the whole like John Hamm thing where it's like John just Hamm, give it to him because it's over. Right. Or or Kyle Chandler, Friday Night Lights. Right. It's like John Hamm had the misfortune of having a. He was going up against Brian Cranston, Cranston every the year. Whole fucking yeah. time. And then the first year that Cranston was out, they were like, okay, cut, John, you can come in now. Yeah. And like that's yeah. it. And it's like Michael, uh, Matthew Rice hasn't really had anybody he's been going up against. Mm-hmm. It's just he's been kind of just like getting shoehorned off to yeah. the side. So that, I mean, that would be great. I would love to see that happen. I have a feeling that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. I think you're going to say what I'm also going yeah, to Yeah. Um, I would love, I think it's going to be Sterling K. Brown. I think so too. Which would be fine because he is tremendous. Again, I like I said, I talked a lot of shit about This Is Us earlier, but his arc, which dovetails with Ron Cephas Jones's arc is like the most compelling thing about this is us. Mm-hmm. He's just a great, you know, you know, he's got great screen presence. He brings a lot of depth to the character, even though there's a lot about the show that is sort of surfacey and superficial and emotionally manipulative. Um, so that would be great. I'm, I don't even understand why they would nominate Milo Ventimiglia. I've never been able to pronounce his name. Milo. I don't know why they would nominate him in this category. I think he was great as a dad. The dad's very compelling. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think Sterling's performance. And to be honest, I'm surprised that the actress who plays his wife on This Is Us wasn't oh, up for supporting actress. she's great. She's, she's phenomenal. She's really, really great. Yeah. Like Hashtag that whole, save the cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> that whole like sub family is like yeah, their whole the yeah, best part yeah, exactly, of the show. exactly. Um, I would be happy if Matthew Reese won, but I do think Sterling K. Brown is going to take it. I think it. yeah, and it's unfortunate that they're all up against each other. Right, right. I wish I wish the audience could see the face I'm making right now. It's like <laughs> look, look, I get it. You can want what you want, but I'm right. just saying like right. I'm up. I'm a break shit. Right. I'm done with it. I'm no, serious. and if you if you were right, I would never be happier to be wrong. I want to just stand like, up and clap when he wins. I can't remember the last time at a mm-hmm. I think uh when we did we 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 screened the Oscars um last year and when La La Land won Best Picture, mm-hmm. it was this whole thing where me and a couple people, because we had already agreed we were like, Moonlight deserves to win. Mm-hmm. But if La La Land wins, which is what we think is going to happen, like, awesome. Like, it's a good movie. It's timeless. Mm-hmm. It's going to, it's it's a thing that's got things to say. And it won. And we were like, all right, then, yeah, well, La La Land got mm-hmm. it. And they're like, wait, there's been a mistake. And mm-hmm. everybody in the place, we had about maybe... Maybe like... Were you still there? Mm-hmm. Like, we still had about maybe 15, I was gonna 20 say, like, people. Maybe 20 at the Yeah, house. in there. And everybody was like, wait, what? It was, oh, it was yeah, just yeah, got yeah, so yeah, quiet yeah. in this party atmosphere. Yeah. And it just got so quiet. And everyone was watching. It was like, Moonlight won. And it was just this this jaw dropping. Like, yeah! Like, it was yeah. great. And, like, I if Matt, if Matthew Rice wins on this, it's one of those things where you're just like, yeah. you deserve it so much. Just, yeah. just give it to him. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, you guys are you guys seem pretty set on the uh, the this is us thing that that's probably what's going to happen. I, and I think that's just because this is us has be, was such a big deal. Well, he's just like on a roll right now too. He, he just was, won a lot for uh, for the American Crime Story, O.J. Right. Simpson, and he was brilliant and he was so in that. that too. He was he was, he, he, he deserved like, all of that. Yeah, he's a he's great actor. And growing and yeah. Yeah, just honing his craft. Yeah. yeah. He's a force to be reckoned with right now. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Reese also, I was really disappointed. Uh, they had a category for guest actor in a comedy, and he was nominated for his role on Girls, which he played this, like, pervy author. Oh, I heard about this. Oh, yeah. right. Had, right, like, right. He's an it. amazing actor, he was by so the way, too. Like, I, I don't think I've so expressed. Creepy. I think I've said it in past episodes. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've expressed in this one specifically just why he's such a good actor is because he gets to play all of these different characters that are all this one character that he's playing pretending to be other characters. And he's allowed to like let these bleed through. Mm-hmm. Fucking God damn it. I, please. <laughs> Emmy. Emmy. If you're listening. Yeah. Please, <laughs> just, just go home with him. Right. Give yeah. him a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I have a little soft spot in my heart too for... Couples who are couples on screen who end up falling in love in their life. Oh, that's right too. Like that's one of the best things to happen to the show too. Is like now their their um, intimacy scenes, whether they're sexual or just just romantic, Mm -hmm. are um, they've got a they've got a a heft to them now. They've got weight that first off, like it just seems very natural for the actors. Uh, The actors uh, they allow themselves to go a little bit further because they're comfortable with each other, Mm -hmm. and also it's the knowledge of knowing, and it just it makes it more believable. I think just as a as an audience member and as an actor, it makes it more believable, and it's just it's a stronger connection between these two characters that their relationship is at the heart of all of these things that are happening in the show. At the end of the day, when it's about the Cold War and it's about all of these crazy real life and fictional things that are happening at the end of the day, it's about family mm-hmm. and relationship and trust, which is a very important thing to talk about right now. And it, mm-hmm. damn, I fucking love the show so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, we're going to end with lead actress in a drama. We have Elizabeth Moss. Good night, everybody. I was going to say, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, if she doesn't win it, I will turn off the TV yeah, and right. walk away. But who, and be who, got, who got nominated shocked. though? Out of out of respect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, should, we should talk about everybody else a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have Robin Wright for House of Cards. We have Carrie Russell for The Americans. We have Viola Davis for How to Get Away with Murder. We have Claire Foy for The Crown, and we have Evan Rachel Wood in Westworld, along with the winner Elizabeth Moss from yes. Handmaid's Tale. Right. It's just uh, I, lo- I, I, I love Carrie Russell too. Yeah. I, I, I will sing her praises just as much as Matthew Rice. And, yeah. She is amazing in this. Uh, people that say that they don't enjoy Carrie Russell's performance in The Americans because they just like felicity her, right? Which is bullshit. Uh, which is bullshit. Like, I, but I made the joke the other day too. Like, oh, did you hear the Felicity actress got nominated for an Emmy? Yeah. She's in this little <laughs> show. And, but like, she's absolutely amazing. She's doing just the exact same thing that Matthew Rice is doing, if not more, because she has the weight of "I'm Carrie Russell," mm-hmm. and she has to disappear into the into these many the characters. characters. Right. Whereas Matthew Rice is very unknown, and it's very easy for him to like disappear into these characters. Mm-hmm. Carrie Russell has to talk, has to tackle that, and she does it very, very well. 
Viola Davis is an absolute delight. She is great. Evan Rachel amazing. Wood is great yeah. in Westworld. Elizabeth Moss is just, come on. And so that's the thing is like, I want her to win so badly because she's amazing at Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. She was overlooked for six years on Mad Men. Mm-hmm. I think she deserved to win. And Top of the Lake. And Top of the Lake, yeah. yes. Yeah. Goddamn uh, bastards. <laughs> and then the only thing is this might be one of those categories where there's a surprise upset and it might be Claire Foy. Yeah, I've heard that yeah. actually. People have, yeah. Well, I'm glad that Claire had a year. Has she won an Emmy for this role? Or has she only won no, the she's Golden only, Globe? No, she's won a Golden Globe, okay. and she might have won the SAG. I think so. I think yeah. she's won two awards. But Handmaid's Tale so was I'm, not in competition then. Correct. No, That's Handmaid's Tale was this summer. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. that Claire got the chance to participate without Elizabeth Moss in right. this role. Right. So that she could get acknowledgement, because she does a phenomenal job. Right. But yeah, how can you not give it how to Elizabeth Moss? How can you not? Moss? Yeah. And, just, and then again, I mean, and she's somebody who, like, right? Oh, and she's somebody How can who, you, not? you know, like we're talking about somebody who, like, she's our age, and she's had such a long career already, mm-hmm. doing some great stuff. She was Jed yeah. Bartlett's daughter on The West Wing. She was yeah. the freaking. I haven't watched The West Wing daughter. yet either. That's oh, another no. one that I'm like oh, really God. been saving for yeah. a while. I'm she's and that she's one. great, and it's so it's it's so it's not Peggy, it's not Offred. It's not, I don't remember well, her character like, on Top of the Lake. It's even like, in like she's, yeah, she's in Top got, of the Lake and Mad Men and this, like, those are not the people. same They're not, no, in she's, any way, shape, or form. No. But she is dealing with the same idea, which right. is, you know, like, femininity as strength and its own individual thing that can be right. weak and be strong at the same time. Right. doesn't have to be, you know, pushed into these, like, fucking square pegs or whatever right. like that. Like, right. it's... They're she's, characters she's, who deal with oppression in very right. different ways. And yeah. she's so yeah. good at inhabiting. I never watch Handmaid's Tale thinking, oh, this is Peggy Olsen in a red outfit. You right. know what I mean? Like, she is able to make each of these women she plays distinctive, stand-on-their-own characters. Absolutely. Um, and, like, I think that's hard, given the types of roles she takes on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, yeah if, she, yeah, if she doesn't win, it would be... If she doesn't win and Claire Foy wins, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't win and like, and I love Viola Davis, but it's like if they give it to her again over Elizabeth Moss, I'll be like, oh, come on. I think that this is the no. one here. No. Yeah. This is the one that's going to be the big upset. It might if be. she doesn't win so? because yeah. drama series, everybody wants The Handmaid's Tale to win. But I also think that if This Is Us wins, it'll be one of those things where like, it's up to them, you know, and they chose This Is Us and that was a big one. I think this is the one where... Everybody wants Elizabeth Moss to win. Yeah. And if she doesn't win, that's going to be the one where it's like, oof. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be the one that nobody saw coming. Right. And that would be the one where if she didn't win and Claire Foy won, I would feel bad to be Claire Foy. Yeah. Because yeah. people will be mad at her. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah. her fault. She's great. But I mm-hmm. think, um, yeah, I think this is Elizabeth Moss' moment, though. I think so. Um, it's a little disappointing too because when Westworld came out it was probably on the cusp of almost like not being eligible for Emmys like I feel like that was so long ago and when I watched it I was so hot on it and I still love it I still think it was great Jonathan Nolan did great things with Westworld but yeah to get to this point with all this heavy competition against it I feel badly for Evan Rachel Wood too to kind of be like lost Mm -hmm. in this category when she did such a good job she really didn't again it's one of those things where it's like you know evan rachel wood is like aziz ansari Mm -hmm. in this where it's just like sorry dude yeah donald glover came around in any other year year. in any other year you'd be like pretty much up there but it's like you got she's got 
uh, Claire Foy and Elizabeth Moss to deal with here. And I mean, fuck, who knows? Like, maybe the Emmys will surprise me and they'll, and yeah. they'll throw it at Carrie. Doubt it, but... Yeah. But that would be a cool. That would be an okay upset. That'd be a right. crazy upset. Yeah. No, I wouldn't want that. No, you wouldn't. You would. would oh, you want people would you hold want it Moss. against the Americans. Yeah, because right. they yeah. wouldn't realize like the movie's fucking. Yeah. I mean, pretty much any award season is like you're in high school and you think you know who's going to be prom king and mm-hmm. prom queen, and then someone comes along, someone moves, he's new to town, and then and he's, he's like, he's yeah, like, and he's everyone like, everyone loves him. He's got the like, the mysterious new right. air about him. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be prom king. <laughs> Uh. All right, guys. Well, any final thoughts for television so far for what we talked about today? For anything? It's been a great year for TV. Yeah. That's what yes. I think that's what it comes down to. I'm really excited to watch the Emmys now on Sunday. Yeah. After like checking these out and really seeing what it is and realizing like it's actually a really solid year where m- most of the categories have a couple that I'd like to see win or one that I'm like really hopeful of. Because mm-hmm. uh, like you said, it's been a great year for TV. TV is just getting better and better. Right. It's a great platform. Uh, uh, the more yeah. TV that comes out, the less film will try to be like TV, mm-hmm. which is good. I don't yeah. like it when film tries to be like TV. I like it when TV tries to be like film. Totally agree. Like that's really good. But when film tries to like anth- like uh, anthologize or whatever you want to say – when they try and like spread things out like that, it's like yeah. no Mockingjay can be one movie, you right. bastards! Right, you ruined the last uh-huh. book. <laughs> right, right. I mean, the thing about TV too is that when I was younger, I was like a big TV head, and I read Brandon Tartikoff's book. He was like the head of NBC, and I was like, I'm going to grow up and be that guy, which is a weird thing for a seven year old to say, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then, you know, like the, the whole nature of the way TV is made and produced and consumed has changed so much in the last mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because it's a, it's a brand new world in so many ways, but it's also opened the door for so much creativity and so much, you know, I mean, like, I don't know if you can do a handmaid's tale on basic cable like that had to be on yeah. hulu yeah mm-hmm. you know like that or, or netflix but it had to be on on one of those Something where alternative you can get away platforms with it. Yeah. right and we're getting we're getting more and more of those and we're getting more and more ones that are already around like stars is you know they're doing the yeah. ash versus evil dead thing and yeah. um Amazon uh, Prime. Uh, the, the yeah. american gods they yeah. just did yeah that. yeah so like they're they're dipping their toes in there and they're getting really good uh, writers and directors and actors, just really good artists to come in and, and help them out. And I think that's the thing that they've been struggling with for the past couple of years before this big new renaissance is that they, they, they had the idea that they wanted to take TV to this new place, but they didn't have the resources or the artists to be able to make it happen because TV was considered this kind of lowbrow way yes. of performing film. Yeah. And now it is not that. Right. And I think that's why the Emmys are becoming like a bigger... Um, a, a a bigger spectacle like that's why I think they've added on in the past couple of years they've added on not just new categories but positions in categories I think now they they boosted it from like I think five people to like six people and like yeah. the, mm-hmm. the lead and supporting actors right mm-hmm. you know so it's like it's becoming a thing now where it's 
much more respectable to be on a TV show and more of an experiment. That's how Fargo is able to get like right. Ewan McGregor and David Thewlis and Billy Bob Thornton. And it's so great too that like, you know, I love that, you know, best TV movie is a category yeah. and they're great movies. They're it's really not like movies, yeah. Lifetime, the true story of, you know, Axe Murderer number seven yeah, no, who killed her husband. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like Dolly Parton's are... Christmas of many <laughs> right. colors. Exactly. Yeah. I was saying, they're not all Circle Dolly Parton. Yeah, no, they're not all Dolly Parton's. No, it's like, it's like really quality movie level TV movies, you know, it's revolutionizing the medium and that's great. Yeah. 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 I mean, not to speak against film in any capacity, but yeah, I think television is a super exciting medium. I think it is evolving. I think we've been in this, I don't know. They all, they love using the phrase, the golden age of anything. Right. I feel like we are evolving and we've been very lucky in the past decade, two decades to be moving towards this very exciting atmosphere to be in when it comes to television. I will say the past, the past three or four years of film and TV have been a golden age of some kind that has been Mm. moving towards something. Because 2016 was a great year for TV and a great year for film. And 2017 is proving to be no different. Right. We're only like, you know, we're a little over halfway through, you know, like three quarters of the way through. And we've gotten amazing TV shows, amazing movies. And we haven't even really entered the film uh, sweep season of awards. Yeah, it's not yet. It's not awards season. It's just hitting us right now. Like, I, I really think like it was the first big one. And then we're following that up with Mother and now, like, we're really getting into, like, that Oscar shit, yeah, whether we're it's like, Oscar bait or yeah. not. Like, well, you know, like Mother is going to be nominated and, for things. Yeah. 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 Even going back, yeah. I know. I, I love it because we're in an age now where you don't have to release things in a certain time period for it to be a contender. Yeah. Which yeah. is important. I think that's a good way to be. We yeah. should be I mean, entertained yeah. regardless of the time And Christopher period, Nolan, you know, no with releasing what. Dunkirk and Interstellar and Inception right. and all these movies. He's got that July spot every two mm-hmm. years and releasing them in July has really started to change people's minds where it's like, hey, maybe you can still do something like that. And Dunkirk will be the proof in the pudding with that one. Right. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, thank you so much, guys, for listening and tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed. If you strongly agree or strongly disagree, feel free to comment down below. Uh, you can check us out on our Twitter at story slash underscore uh, story underscore, underscore screen, screen underscore, underscore beacon <laughs> and then on instagram at story screen beacon or just check out our home site storyscreenbeacon.com feel free to get in touch with us comment like search us on facebook if you really love this is us don't at me with you know <laughs> how dare you no do <laughs> Come on, it'll be exciting. Don't, it'll only last a couple days. No, it's yeah, true. it'll be fine. It'll be over. Don't single out any of us. Just comment collectively. Oh, yes. you can single yes. me out. That's fine. I love the attention. I'm a very, very selfish person. Or come find me on Twitter because I've been writing and doing these podcasts, and I don't think I've seen any Twitter like updates with like friends. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. Feel free. Uh, thank you so much for turning into another episode of Cathode Raycast, and we are. And now, thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. It always sucks when you say things that you don't record because mm-hmm. then you can't use them for personal gain. <laughs> <laughs> like extortion. Extortion. And <laughs> various.
modes of criminal I don't think activity. anybody would want to know about the box that my girlfriend locks me in when I talk back to her though <laughs> well now you have because it doesn't exist box, right? I swear <laughs> it didn't exist in your old apartment but you have a lot of space we have a now. lot of space now I did it to myself that's true you upgraded to space and a box 